Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 109, and it's been... A bit since we've... It's been a long time since talk. episode 108. Yeah, it's been last, a long time. Last year, last decade. Yeah, last year, last um, decade, two weeks. Uh, I believe the Steelers were still viable. They, they, <laughs> they, they are no longer in it. They didn't make the playoffs. Uh, you know, this isn't breaking news on this show. Right. We're, we're just kind of getting caught up, you know. It's getting caught up after two weeks. I watched uh, Awesome Cast today um, on Sorgatron Media and... Uh, they were also on their first show back yeah. after a two-week hiatus. I think everybody in the podcast there is. They take that Christmas time off. I mean, it sucks for us because we're sports and there's still yeah. shit that, a lot of stuff that goes on during that two-week period. I, and hey, the Pens just scored. We uh, are fortunate enough to be recording with a West Coast hockey game tonight. Uh, the Penguins are playing the Vegas Golden Knights uh, in Vegas. Update. And um, the Pens are up 3-0 to in the middle of the second. Well, That's, probably... No, I don't know. They're in the second. I'd say probably around the middle, maybe. Well, you've got your phone blowing up over there, so I'm sure. I'm sure that's what that notification. Was, oh yeah, it was. people. I here have a three 0 lead to the Penguins. Fifteen forty two um, left in the second period. I have that as well. So within the first five minutes of the second period, Pens put another tally on the board. I think that um, I think the Pens have been a pretty consistently good thing since the last time we talked. Like they're pretty good. Uh they. They're kind of on fire. We'll talk about the Pens. They're, okay. they're not on fire, but they're they're winning more than they're losing. It seems like they win two or three and then lose one, and win two or three and then lose one again. And they have bad injuries. Uh, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of injured Ooh. players. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the man. future. Um, but in the meantime, man, how was your holidays and such? Christmas, New Year's, they fell midweek, probably mess with your work schedule. Mm. I know it messed with mine. Well... I I didn't work it, it didn't mess with my work schedule because my work schedule was to work on the holidays. Right. So <laughs> yeah, like the, the 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 work schedule just chugged along as if nothing was going on. I mean, that's not true. Like it's a little slow. Um but yeah, I work I work Christmas Eve, I work Christmas Day. I you know, still managed to see everyone I needed to see and you know, had had a, a festive good time. Um, well, I mean, you're you you usually like that 2 or 3 in the afternoon till Midnight or two in the morning. And it's more like it's more like six, six to two. Six, six to two. Yeah, that ain't bad. Not too bad. Not so too you still bad. have daytime. You can yeah. get your family's and I work house. From, I work from home, so I'm yeah. like I'm home for work at six, but it's also dinner time. So like we have dinner. You know, um, can't I can't be like super involved in like the prep, you know? And then you know New Year's <clears throat> Eve I worked, and then we watched the ball drop at home, and then went out. Not bad, you know. It's weird. It's weird staying in. Not all that energy. Yeah, you know? man, and I kind of did that this year. I uh, we kind of stalemated. She didn't want to go to my friend's house, and I didn't want to go downtown. Yeah. So we ended up just like cooking steak and lobster here and watching movies. I mean, and then we turned on the ball drop. <laughs> I took I took an Uber to and from a place that you know, it's like a twenty minute walk. And I, you know, I've done it before, but it's late, so it's like, well, let's just get there. 
And I, I didn't realize it snowed because I didn't have my, my, my blinds open while I was working in my office. Right. So, like, my, my one friend texted me. He's like, I don't think I'm going to make it out. Like, nobody's been through with a plow. You know, he, he lives up on a hill in the city, so, you know. Well, in his case, it would be a salt truck necessarily. It didn't snow with a plow. It was a salt plow. truck. His words were plow. I'm, I'm not misquoting him here. So he said plow. I, I knew what he meant. It, it's a truck that serves two functions. It does. It, it plows, does. It plows the snow, and salt. And it leaves little mounds of salt in the middle of intersections. It does. Anyway, big digression. Um, Christmas was good. New Year's was good. Um, English Boxing Day soccer is like the sports holiday that like gets wedged in there if you follow it. Um, that was a fun day. Well, um, we, we, we're going to get you on all the soccer here in a okay. little bit. Well, I'm I'm excited to talk about it because we've we've had some good things. That's good. Uh, yeah, for me it was like you know Amanda and I. I mean, uh, weird. Both my works closed Christmas mm-hmm. Eve and Christmas Day, and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So you had you had all the free time, probably more free time than you wanted. Uh, yeah, I I would rather have been working Christmas Eve. Yeah, and Christmas. That's a big and, and Christmas Year, Eve's a big night and, for going and, out and New you know? Year's Eve. Yeah, um, Christmas Day. Yeah, I don't like to work those days. I don't work somewhere that's open. New Year's Day, both places were closed as well. So I love working New Year's Day. It, well, it, it like in my in my field, it's just like you watch TV, right? <laughs> you know, what I mean? and like it's like I have an excuse to watch. And of course, like they went and screwed it up with the way they scheduled the bowl games and like yada yada yada. But like, I still watch football pretty much all day on New Year's. Pretty much, you know, even though I was working. So. Yeah, like, I, I enjoy New Year's as a sports holiday. Um, it's not a big day to, like, go around and visit people because mostly you're hungover. Right. Um, a lot of people did the pork and sauerkraut thing. I I didn't. Sometimes I'll go to Sheets on New Year's Day just because it's open and then I can get, like, a pulled pork with some sauerkraut on I it. did a But pork I couldn't roast. even bring myself to do that this year. I did a pork roast and Velveeta shells and cheese. Yeah. See, I'm living with a vegetarian these days. No. Nah. So I, I need to have, like, a plan before oh, I yeah. just go buying, like, a pork shoulder. And, yeah, I just didn't feel like, you know, even messing with it, so. Understood. You know, if if I believed in luck, I'd be, like, freaking out right now, but. <laughs> I did get a New Year's pretzel, and that, that's, that's also lucky, so. That's good. You know. And New Year's pretzels are always good. And I ate, like, three quarters of the whole thing. So, there goes my resolution about not eating a bunch of crap. Well, Amanda already broke her New Year's resolution last night. Which was? She was trying to do dry January. Oh, well. Well, that didn't last that's long. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard thing. She's like, I'm going to do dry January. I'm like, you have fun with that. This is the <laughs> wrong January to do dry January, I've decided. <laughs> so maybe next year or maybe some other month. Well. I like I like the idea of like the, um, from Super Bowl Sunday to like the parade. I can't do that. My birthday's in February. Uh, <laughs> too bad. It's too bad. <laughs> My birthday's towards the end of February. But anyway, uh, we are on episode 109, and of course we like to convert that number to jersey numbers. Let's start off with the Steelers, number nines. Daniel Sepulveda. Cool. Norm Johnson. Kicker. Yep. Punter, kicker. Uh, Yeah, punter and kicker. And then names before that, uh, Matt Barr, Dick Brown. Kicker. John Fioria. Sounds like a kicker. George Kick. Is that a, really a name? K-I-I-C-K. Wow. Yeah, I, you'd have to be a kicker. Yeah. Uh, that was in 1940. 1940. So who knows? 
I don't know. That's just the name they gave them. Right, and then um, somebody by the last name of Bush, they have a first name there. So yeah. Kicker Bush. It was Bush. in 1935. Jeez, you get these records, you get all the way that, all the way, that's like the second year the team existed. Third. Whichever. Uh, Penguins. <clears throat> Penguins number nines. Andy Bathgat, Charlie Burns, Billy Hickey, Al McDonough, Chuck Amison, uh, Simone Nolette. Blair Champman, Mark Johnson, Stan Stan Jonathan, Rich Suter, Ron Flockhart, John Chabot, Wilf Payment? Paymont. Paymont. Yeah, I've heard of That's actually the first guy that I've even heard of that you said. That's That's why I jumped in. Sorry, go on. Andrew McBain, Tony Tantai. Ronnie Francis, <clears throat> Len Berry. Francis wore nine. Uh, that must have been in his mm, early trade. Yeah, yeah, because didn't have the clout yet. Yeah, because later on, I think he yeah he wore number ten. Right, and he's also next week he'll be in that list. Um, <clears throat> where are we at here? Len Berry, Dan- Danny Quinn. Okay, remember Danny Quinn was uh was a hell of a player. Also good golfer. Very good golfer. Mario's buddy. Very good golfer. Um, Greg Johnson, uh, German Titoff, Rene Colbert, Jeff Toms, Rico Fata, mm. Andy Hilbert, and most recently, Pascal Dupuis. Duper. Yeah. Good you, player. You slid up street to the left. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you slid up on Hood Ridge. Oh, right. Well, Hood, Hood Ridge is a nice street. Yeah. Yeah, up the street to the left. I got, actually, <laughs> I got a funny story. So, like, Christmas Eve was all foggy and shit. We went to Midnight. Yeah, it was. We went to Midnight Mass at St. Anne's. Oh, up the hill. It's literally at midnight. They don't do that 11 o'clock, you know. No, the church mass. I grew up in does the whole midnight yeah. mass, so, too. So we went to midnight mass, and, like, we're we're driving out of there, and, like, the only like the only way I could even, like, tell where the road was was because people put out those luminaria. Oh, all and, the Hood Ridge does. You know what I mean? And it looks really nice, but, like... All the Hood you know, Ridge my and the top of Rockwood does. My neighborhood in Edgewood used to do those, and they, they look pretty. Like, I've never needed them, though. I've never used them for navigation before. Right, right. So. Oh, dude, Christmas Eve, we were at Amanda's dad's house over in North Hills, and we were coming back, and coming down 279, you couldn't see shit. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. cr- we're on the Veterans Bridge, I couldn't see the city. Mm-hmm. I posted a picture of it on the Facebook, like, yeah. hey, there's a city there somewhere, boom, there's the Hein sign, that was it. Like, yeah, it was tricky, we went, we went from, from my house to St. Anne's, and then St. Anne's to the Apple, and it was like, you know, a Stephen King movie. Yeah. I'm sure Scott Road was fun. Um, like I said, we were on Hood Ridge. Well, yeah, yeah, but so if you went to the Apple... We didn't go, no, but we didn't go down the bottom of Hood Ridge. We went to, like, the 19 side of Hood Ridge. Oh, okay. And at least, like, you could follow the streetlights through downtown Lebo. And, you know... I'm sorry, uptown Lebo. God. What, what, what am I getting into? Anyway, nonetheless, it was very foggy on You Hood never Ridge. had a Lebo card to get pulled, so... Don't worry. <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean, it, it's, um, you know, I don't want to offend. <laughs> you're not offending anyone, except maybe. Well, you're not from Lebo either, pal. Yeah, me neither. That's why you're not <laughs> offending me. Uh, man. Now, number nine is very good with me because I wore number nine my whole playing career, whether it be football, baseball mainly, hockey. There's one year I couldn't wear nine because a senior had it as a freshman, uh, so I wore six. This is the way of the world. Um, so 
I wore number nine for pretty much three main reasons, which number nine is now retired by the Pirates because of Bill Mazeroski. Yeah. Uh, before Bill Mazeroski, you had a handful of guys wear it. Uh, Paul Warner, uh, Vince DiMaggio, uh, Burgess Whitehead. That's Pete, a great name. Pete Castel- Castellone. Okay. Ed Fitzgerald, and it's spelled Fitz space Gerald. Okay. Fitzy. Um, Ray Mueller, uh, Nick Kobach, Mazeroski when he was a call-up. The next year, or before that, was Kurt Roberts, and then Mazeroski had it from 1957 until he retired in uh, 1972, and it hasn't been given out since then. Okay. Um, the other synonymous number nine in Major League Baseball was... Ted Williams for the Boston Red Sox. Sure. The cheating Boston Red Sox, yeah. How yeah, are they buddy. cheating? They, didn't you hear? They they were, like, investigated for using the, uh... I'm sorry, not investigated. There's a report that the Red Sox used the video room, the replay room, if you will, to steal signs. You and know, since we call the Astros the cheating Houston Astros because of their wacky garbage can banging... That they were using this to like relay the stolen sign to the hitters. I mean, it's only fair to you know say that the Red Sox are also cheating if that is in fact what they were doing. It's on ESPN. I yeah, I mean, missed it. Yeah, I mean, you must you must not have notifications for like Red Sox scandals on your ESPN. I, I have notification for the Red Sox. I just but I, not the scandals. Not the scandals. You're yeah, right. right. It's just um, good good news about the Red Sox. It's like da na da na na. I think there's yeah. I think there's uh, things in New England that. Some of those teams just use extracurricular activities for personal gain. Well, Belichick sets the bar very high when it comes to cheating, so I, I can see how there's competition. So it's like, listen, man, like, I'm not sure they love us enough. Like, we win a lot of titles, but we don't cheat as much. Like, we need to cheat more, maybe. Right? You know? But in the meantime, though, Ted Williams, you have to admit... There's no cheating when he hit all time six. All I mean, time great. All it's time not easy great. To do. Best hitter in baseball. He hit four oh six. Um, amazing guy. Um, I believe he's the only person who's in both the baseball Hall of Fame and the sport fishing Hall of Fame. I'm not sure if that's still true, but I knew at one point that was at one point that was. True. I don't know if it is still true or not. But I yeah, mean, you figure some at some point someone who plays baseball for like twenty years professionally is going to like retire and get really good at. Like sport fishing, and may, maybe, but like Ted Williams, I mean, yes, a legend, definite legend. Uh, another number nine that that was a legend who is a fictional character. Oh, goody, Mr. Roy Hobbs. Roy Hobbs. Okay, I mean Robert Redford's character in The Natural. Um, are, you, are you um, you gonna be mad if I tell you I've never seen that movie? I'm not gonna be mad, but I'll be a little disappointed. Don't be disappointed. I'm not a movie guy, really. <laughs> Understand. I, I'm. I, if I see movies, it's because like it's what's on, you know, or yeah, like if they came out with the natural today, like I don't think I would like run out to the theater. Uh-oh. Whereas, whereas I went to see Joker and Star Wars, and so you're a nerd about different movies than I. Different have. kinds of movies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sports movies. My my favorite sports movies are like the Mighty Ducks movies, which are and I like cool. comedies like. 
like Major League. Yeah, I would rather watch Major League than like a serious movie about like Robert Redford who plays baseball. <laughs> I mean, great movie. Uh, here nor there, and he did wear number nine in that movie. Those are the three reasons I wore number nine my whole life. Okay, well that's that's so, outstanding. Um, here you go. Bad and, News Bears. That's more. That's more my speed. Bad News Bears was good. I've seen Bad News Bears too. Like well, probably dozens well, of the times. original one, and then the one with Billy Bob Thornton. No, well, there's okay. So they first there was the original one, the original with Mathal. Then there was the then bad, there's the sequel, the sequel where they play in the Astrodome. And it's like yes. the same kids. Yes. And then and then they did the reboot. With and then Billy they did Bob a reboot Thornton. with. And Bill I've never Bob seen that. I mean, it was not all that great. I'd give it a whirl. I like Billy Bob. So do I. He's funny as hell. And then you have uh, in the NHL. How about Mr. Hockey? Oh, Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe, we're number nine. Yeah. Uh, Gordy Just Howe. referenced the Gordy Howe hat trick on the uh, Lightning game that I watched tonight. <laughs> Uh, a goal assist in a fight. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that's a that's a classic phrase that you know everyone probably knows by now um, if you follow hockey. But yes, it's a, a goal assist in a fight. How won four Stanley Cups with the Detroit Red Wings? Uh, six Hart trophies. Um, other accomplishments: six Art Ross trophies and recipient of NHL's Lifetime Achievement Award. Twelve-time uh, All Star, ranked third on the Hockey News 100 list. Uh, also, he came out of retirement at 63 to play with his to kids. To play with his two sons in mm-hmm. Hartford to have an all-how line. In the World Hockey Association. Yeah. So not NHL. But still. But in those days, like it, it was feasible that the WHA was like the NHL's competitor. It was. Um, but not really. Do you know anything about Bob Pettit? Can't say I've heard of him. NBA? No. Neither can I. Number nine. Um, I know nothing about him, and I didn't do any research. I'm a horrible human being. Uh, also, another notable number nine for the NFL would be Mr. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. I was going to say Randall Cunningham, just like out of the back of my brain. Like Twelve. He was 12? Twelve? Randall Cunningham was twelve. Okay, but some quarterbacks. There's, there's got to be a nine quarterback. Yeah, there's Who been. Who am I thinking of? There's been. Am I thinking of Rodney Pete? Currently, Drew Brees is the only nine I know of. All-time um, passing touchdown leader, Drew Brees. I think that happened. That happened while we were on break, we yeah. Wow, man. Crazy. Yeah. It's been a long time. The Patriots are already eliminated. <sighs> it's a good thing when the Patriots... You know, a friend of mine, as soon as that happened, he marked himself safe from watching another Patriots Super Bowl on Facebook. It was great. Yeah. Um, speaking about Super Bowl... Matt, you and I are going to have the third annual live Super Bowl podcast, Super Bowl Sunday, February 2nd at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Um, so you ready for that? I I will be. I just found out. <laughs> can't, can't say I'm surprised. Like, I mean, it, it's it's becoming an annual thing. It, it's a thing. Yeah. Much like the Super Bowl itself. Right. Um, the first couple years, you're like, hey, that was fun. Like, I hope they do it again next year. <laughs> You know, as as Abe Simpson famously said, like, you know, we need to support this thing, like the Super Bowl, or they might not like have it next year. So like, yes, let's um you know, three years is big and I'm I'm on board. Yeah, so we're gonna be at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. We'll be live on uh the Facebook, Twitter, uh a couple different feeds that you can watch us on. We'll get you all those feeds and links. Who's to feeding that. us? Uh 
I don't care about links. I'm working on that. Okay. I, I called our friend Mr. Patterson. Oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, he's going to put well, me... Well, you better not spoil it so like we can just... Uh... So he's going to put me in contact with the person to talk to and see what we can make happen. Oh, God. Uh, okay. There's nothing, nothing for sure of what we're eating or what we're drinking yet. But we're, we're in the works on some stuff. So, <laughs> I mean, it may or may not happen. It's in the works. But in the meantime, um, real quick, local note here. Um, Butler. Um, not Butler University. Uh, Butler High School in Butler, Pennsylvania, just north of us here mm-hmm. out of Pittsburgh, is leaving the WPIL for next year and is going to play an independent schedule. Um, because Butler is in the 6A class. Yeah. Based on student body. Total enrollment. Enrollment. And. Or not total, like male enrollment for football. And they are getting crushed in football. And last year, apparently, Butler only had like 17 kids on the team. Yeah. Which my former alma mater only had 15 kids on the team last year and 12 the year before that. Yeah. Uh, high school football, in general, nationwide, is down. Sure. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the concussion awareness, um, stuff like that. Also, the younger generation is not wanting to go, you know, do four days in August and then three days and then practice and all this, that, your thing. They'd rather go work on building an app or a small tech company in their mom's basement. And selling it for a bazillion dollars later on. Does that really happen a lot, though? Um, so you're telling me that, like, <clears throat> the the like 45 kids who are missing from the Butler High School roster I don't, are all going to go become Zuckerbergs? No, I don't think they'll all become Zuckerbergs. Because that's going to be great. That'd be awesome if they did. <laughs> I mean, like, but, but also, the younger generation is, is more book-savvy, book-smart, and wanting to be... Entrepreneurs. And there's other like sports that. also, like there's, soccer is getting bigger. Soccer's huge. There's there's lacrosse. Lacrosse. Okay, you know? but there's more concussions in women's soccer than there is in football. I'm not I'm not arguing with that that you point. Know, but there, there's other yeah. there's other aspects of football that are not necessarily in soccer culture that such as like the the way that the practices are structured, like football practices. Like I never played football. They're but, tough. I sat I sat in my mom's car more than more than a few times watching like central freshman football practice waiting to ride my brother home and like it's boring you know and it's tough it's it, physically it's demanding it's physically demanding and it's boring as shit like I played soccer and like you'd just go out and scrimmage for like half the time you were there you know or like basketball like you'd do conditioning and then you'd like Run do drills some drills where you're learning your plays and, then, and you, then maybe you scrimmage. And then you scrimmage. You know? Yep. But, like, there's so much, like, standing around in a football practice. And, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, it was never for me. There are a lot of reasons why. Like, I, I'm sure I would have at one point loved to be on a football team. But, you know, I probably would have gotten bored if I wasn't, like, playing constantly and, like, you know, always always in the game. Well, the uh, – but. Butler has decided to leave the WPAL. They're going to play an independent schedule mm-hmm. because with they, if they would remain with the WPAL, they would have to remain in 6A, which mm-hmm. means that they'd be playing the likes of North Allegheny that have 55 kids on the team. Yeah. Pine Richland, Seneca Valley, you know, Hempfield, 
teams like that 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 are the big powerhouses. But Butler only has 17 kids on the team. Yeah. So now, if they leave the WPIL, they can play an independent schedule. They can play smaller schools mm-hmm. that have similar situations. Yeah. So I mean, some people like I saw some tweets about this topic that were like calling them like cowards. It. <laughs> You know, I mean, like it, for, it actually at that point comes unsafe to have. It's not have, just that. Like the adults who run sports are supposed to like make like realistic opportunities for the kids that are playing, and like it makes more sense to play independent and like try to schedule a game against like freaking Trinity, you know, or some other small school, as opposed to playing in six A based on your enrollment, right? You know, and, like, the 17 kids who were, like, wanting to play football shouldn't suffer because, like, for whatever reason, like, Butler can't convince, you know, 40 more kids to sign up for football. You know, and, like, there's a lot going on in kids' lives these days, like you said. There is, and, and, you know, and Butler draws from a huge area. That's still a big, that Butler still has a lot of farms and farming community. Mm -hmm. A lot of these kids... Work on the family farms and work yeah. in the family businesses, family garages. Mm-hmm. Butler's super rural. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, that's why they're one it of the bigger seems, schools yeah, they it, draw from such a huge area. Right. And it's not the same as like North Allegheny, where, you know. North Allegheny draws from a huge area. It draws area from a too, huge area, but it's but densely it's populated. Con- yeah, it's super densely populated. I mean, it's not like yeah. Dormont or anything, but it's, you know. Yeah. It's, everywhere you go, there's houses. Yeah. <laughs> And and people living and there's like a Whole Foods and a Trader Joe's and this and that. And I think other. there's only one farm left in the North Angeles School District. That's Eichner's. Was I mean, what's the other one? Sorgles. Sorgles Orchards, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's all commercialized. Eichner's still a family-run farm, you know. Um, but here and there, it, you know, it, it it can get to be unsafe for these kids to have to play. You know, he's 17 kids, it takes 11 guys on each side of the ball. Yeah. So a lot of them are playing both ways. or they're, they, Well, they're all probably playing both ways and subbing in and out whenever they can. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's it, it, at that point, it kind of gets unsafe. Like I said, uh, Northgate, man, I mean, last year when they had 12 guys on the team. Yeah. Last year they had 15. The year before they had 12. Well, like, I mean, like you're 15, definitely playing both ways. 15, 10, 15 years ago, Avella was, was close to just folding. Yeah. Because they, they couldn't even field, like, nine players or something. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they had to forfeit their season one year, I think. And they, you know, ESPN did a thing about it, and it was kind of, I mean, it, it had, I think it had more to do with just, like, it's rural and nobody lives out there. You know, now you've got that plus the concussion thing. Yeah, the concussion thing's been a big thing. It's a big thing, and, like, it, it you know, it draws, it draws away from the fact that people don't talk so much about which is that like even if you don't get a concussion like there's all kinds of other injuries you can get oh, and like who legs, wants to do ankles. that and with the health insurance like situation in this country like <sighs> do you want your kid going out and like tearing his MCL you know necessarily or like breaking his freaking fibula and then also having to figure out is the school paying for it right are you paying for it is somebody else paying for it I mean yeah I mean there's a whole big thing about it yeah. I mean I've been and the people it. who run sports aren't any more competent than the people who run anything else these days. So, you know, that should give you pause. I had my fair share of injuries, trust yeah. me. I mean, injuries are part of the game. They happen. 
Also, now they treat injuries with more respect. Whenever I played, it was are you hurt or you injured. If you're hurt, right. you can still play. If you're injured, you got to sit. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, and we didn't get concussions. We got our bell rung. That was it. You right. Know, go back out. Yeah. Who even knew what those were? Yeah. I mean, so you had a headache for the next week. Yeah. That's not. You don't like. <laughs> you don't get concussions. You're in high school. Like that's Merrill Hodges' job. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> and they weren't even considered concussions then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but here or there, I just wanted to throw it out there. Uh, for the local uh, spot going on, how long do you think your soccer's is going to take? I don't know. I just got a few minutes. I, I don't. I don't. There's not a whole ton. There's there's a lot, obviously, but I just got a few things that I want. No worries. So Matt, why don't we go ahead and we'll let Matt do the all the soccer's right now. Okay. And then after that, we'll take a break. All right. First of all, locally, I saw on Twitter today that Toby Adewale is leaving the Riverhounds. I did see that. Didn't too. say where he's going, but he you know posted like a. You know, a photo tweet with a message in text saying that, you know, Pittsburgh was great to him. He, you know, loved the the fans and the city and just thanking everyone for his time here. So, you know, sad to see him go. He was, he was one of the pretty he was, he was one of their forwards. best players. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, he so, scored some goals and, yeah. you know, some important goals too. And, now, presumably, uh, he's either moving into a situation that's better for him in terms of, like, where he wants to live or he's, you know, parlaying those goals into... You know, maybe you got, maybe a chance with like a club of you know on the next level, in like MLS or I uh, I have no idea MLS and MLS sub team what's that a B team get onto like a two, like the two squad yeah for the, somebody yeah, that, MLS that B squad or yeah. maybe maybe somewhere in Europe mm-hmm. Poss- or, or oh, yeah. even somewhere in South America right South yeah. American leagues are mm-hmm. pretty prevalent or I mean he, the Caribbean also like you know some players from the well until we find out where he goes. Yeah, we're not gonna know. No, we're um, not gonna know. But so anyway, I, that w- did you see on Twitter? Speaking of the Riverhounds, did you see on Twitter the uh, Steel Army um, Club was kind of like bashing the USL um, always <laughs> about how um, you know they can tell us you know when the home opener is going to be, but they just won't. They can let us know what the whole schedule is going to be right now, but they just won't release it. Right. You know because right now they're in. Um, they're still out. They're not practicing or whatnot yet. They're yeah. still forming a team, but USL starts the end of February. Well, see, USL, so people start getting twitchy about the schedule because MLS releases its schedule, and then USL doesn't have anything to look forward to. So, like, you know, I'm I'm not a... Like, I'll watch MLS if it's on, but I'm not, like, marking my calendar for when it starts. Right. You know, but Riverhound season, like, that's an actual thing that I can go to. Yeah. So, like, I do look forward to that. And, like, yeah, it's tough for that, like, two-week period where, like, the MLS is out. And then MLS also announces that, like, Charlotte's going to be an expansion team, which just reminds you of the fact that, like, teams are always dropping dead in the USL, and they're always doing realignments. And, and you know, like, they released the realignment. Like, um, I think they added St. Louis to the Eastern Conference to make up for Nashville because Nashville's going MLS next year. Right. So it's like, well, these are what the conferences are going to be, but then they still make us wait, like, two, three weeks for the schedule. Right. So, yeah, it, it is kind of crazy, but, like, I think they just do it to fuck with us because, it, like, they, they don't have enough, like, you know, like, the NFL doesn't have to do that to their fans because the fans care about, like, the NFL free agency and stuff. But in, in the USL, I think that, like, the easiest way for them to keep contract, keep, I'm sorry, keep contact with their fan base in the offseason is to troll them on Twitter. <laughs> is, to, is to like not release things that they want to see released and then just like log on and watch them like you know have little fits and it's fun like I don't know 
I mean, for God's sakes, the NFL, before the season's over, already released who you're playing next year and the home and away games. Yeah. They didn't release dates and times, but they released who you're playing and where it's at. Yeah. You know, so we already know that for the for our aspect, the Steelers are playing the AFC, um, the AFC South and the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> Great. And we know who we're playing at home, and we know who we're playing away. Well, that, that's that's actually interesting, because Mike McCarthy is going to be the head coach in Dallas. Right, yeah. So, we'll talk about anyway, coaching woes. So, but... anyway, so back to the soccer. Like that, That's all I got for you on USL. Um, they play a ton of games during the holiday period in the Premier League in England. Liverpool has... Well, because it's Boxing Day. Yeah, there's Boxing Day, but there's also, like, they play more midweek um, games during that time. Like, Liverpool went to... You know Qatar to win a Club World Cup, and and they're also involved in the FA Cup that was played last weekend, and they're sending their youth squad into some of these you know tournaments just to like have enough guys, and they're still they have not lost a game in the Premier League in a calendar year. Really, really, they didn't win the they didn't win the title last season, but they they just didn't have enough points to catch up with Man City. This year Man City's dropped off and Liverpool's running away with it. That is craziness right there. So they they've lost maybe some Champions League games in that stretch or maybe a cup tie here and there. But since like last January, every Premier League game that Liverpool has played, I I don't know the number of games, I don't remember, but I notably it's like five draws and like 30 some wins. You know. So that so that's remarkable, but there really isn't a title race in the Premier League this year. There there will be battles for the the other European spots, but it's it's pretty much a walk right now as far as Liverpool's concerned. Um, personally, I had the joy of watching Crystal Palace lose in the FA Cup on Saturday. They were already down a goal when I woke up, and I got to sit through a five minute replay review where they determined whether or not a guy headbutted another guy. And then they gave him a red card. And it Did was they bullshit. stop the game for that? They stopped they, the game stopped for that. Time? It was a dust up where like one guy was down and the other guy walks over him, and you're not supposed to do that, you know. So there was some kicking and some shoving. And before replay, the ref would have been like, "Warning, warning, get back out there and play." You know, this is an important elimination game. But instead, he goes to the replay, and like after, I swear, like a five minute replay review, and we're watching everything that happens, and like. They just do these little headbutts to each other sometimes, you know, and it, that's all it was. And their captain got sent off, and they never equalized, so that sucked. Um, but FA Cup is fun, and there were a ton of ties. In this, this is the first round where Premier League teams are involved, and there are a ton of ties. So when they have a tie, they do a replay at the other team stadium. So like in like a week or so, there will be a whole another round of games, which is great. Uh, Champions League starts in February. And we had the best quote ever from Jose Mourinho when he said, I deserve the yellow card because I was being rude, but I was being rude to an idiot. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's pretty, that, that was my Christmas gift from, from my favorite soccer coach who doesn't coach my favorite team. That's funny. I deserve the yellow card as being rude, but I was being rude to an idiot. He's, if you don't know Jose Mourinho, he's like, he's like Belichick and Popovich in terms of his press conferences. Um, he's like Bill Parcells in terms of like the number of teams he's worked for and had success with. Um, also, Parcells also kind of salty. Um, <laughs> but he's like, you know, this Portuguese dude who speaks like five languages. 
and um, you know if he comes to your team, you're gonna have like a title. Could they do a thirty for thirty on him? They could easily. Yeah, he'd, he'd make for a great, a great. If, if he would promote, if he would permit access, he would be great. You know, well, but, a lot of these guys get thirty for thirties made on them, and they don't really necessarily permit access. Yeah. Okay, but, so I don't know if you've seen this Maradona film on HBO. No, you need to watch it. I haven't seen it yet either, but it, it's Diego Maradona was like mega star in the eighties, like um, Pele, like Pele, but from Argentina instead of Brazil. Okay, and he played in Italy and France, and he did a ton of coke. Still, still probably does a little bit here and there. Um, it's a wonder he's still alive. Many, many people consider him like the Keith Richards of the soccer world. <laughs> um, but just like to like there's all kind of, he got I heard an interview with the filmmaker and he got a lot of access to like early stuff because there was like always somebody following him like his whole life with cameras because he was just amazing and um it's on HBO I know you have access to that so yeah. you know I need to get around to it and so should you Madonna um, Maradona M A R A D O N A I don't know if you ever heard of the hand of god um it's a famous goal. He basically punched the ball into the net against England in a World Cup. But they didn't have replay back then, folks. So he just got away with it. And hmm. he even admits it. That's why it's okay to call it the hand of God and not, like, you know, some more, like, balanced <laughs> sounding like the Music City Miracle type thing, you know, which is a forward pass depending on some people's perspective. Not to pick on Bill's fans. It's been a rough week for them as well. Uh, it's been a rough week for a lot of fans. And uh, ironically, you mentioned about the forward pass. Uh, I saw a thing come across my feed today. Um, where is he at? About the XFL. The, so, of course, we, we talked about they're they're rebooting the XFL. And the XFL came across today and it's going to make its own rules focus on a faster pace and excitement no extra points and discouraging punting two forward passes on a single play will be allowed what <laughs> more what more of these astounding cha- more of these astounding changes read the article i've not read the article i'm yet. not i'm not ready to unpack all that <laughs> um, i'm just trying to think the ticker on ESPN literally said that they were going to look into rules to improve pace of play. Yeah. Now, passing slows down the clock by, like, causing incompletions. So if you complete a pass, and then the receiver, like, throws another pass on the same play? Or or are they just saying that, like, they're going to loosen up the rules of, like, laterals? I did not. To make for more, like, flea flicker type shit. I did not read the Okay, so that's probably what they want, is people doing, like, running the weave in the backfield and not and not being like, oh, that, that ball went like two degrees to the right, which makes it a forward pass and not a lateral. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's cool. We'll see. Maybe I'll actually watch the XFL. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the, how the reboot of the XFL goes compared to what the uh, what happened. The American, At least it's not wrestling people. Was that American Football League? That, that was this... Was that last that, year? That shit was unwatchable. <sighs> I mean... You gotta gim- You gotta make it gimmicky to get people to watch it. If it's not the you NFL, know, I think know, is and, what we learned know, from. I, I don't know what if Heinz Ward lost some money in that or Troy Polamalu. They were all involved in that, and 
I mean, there's a couple guys that got some NFL contracts. Well, you know, real estate's been doing really well the past couple years, so, like, I'm not too worried about Troy's portfolio here, okay? (laughs) But, yeah, Yeah, like, that league wasn't too good. Neither am I. All right, folks, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back, and we'll talk a little PGA Tour with the first tournament of the new year. And uh, we got some NCAA football bowl games and shit, and then some hoops. And then uh, we'll go in from there. So uh, give us a few moments, folks. Uh, listen to what our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview have going on uh, with their podcasts that are just coming back after the break as well, such as uh, Fishing Without Bait, Wrestle Mayhem, Awesome Cast, uh, and so forth. Uh, give us a few moments and we'll be right back after these messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back here for our second segment on Bold Sports, episode 109. Uh, so, this is where I'm starting to get itchy, uh, figuratively and literally. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm seeing you're scratching my knee. Mm-hmm. But, um, you got ashy knees, don't you? I, I do. Yeah. It's wintertime. Mm-hmm. Um, the other you day. You wear pants, man. Like, that helps. <laughs> I know. I'm walking around shorts in shorts all, all the time. time. All the time I'm in shorts, I know. Um, I saw the commercial for the Masters. Yeah. That's a little early. They don't usually roll that out until <laughs> Yeah, the Super yeah, Bowl. yeah. Well, they, they, they rolled that out like, you know, New Year's weekend. Mm. And I'm like, oh, the Masters. Well. Now's the time to plan your travel if you're going. <laughs> you should have planned that shit two years ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? Augusta, Georgia is not that big, my friend. Um, so, uh, in the meantime, though, the PGA Tour, of course, their season is an overlapping season where um they uh the season ended in what when was east lake was what october or no end of september mm-hmm. end of september then they had like two or three weeks off then the 2019-20 season started in october um but this was the first tournament of the official calendar new year new decade new mm-hmm. millennia yeah. Not it's not a new millennium. No, millennia. It's not a new millennia. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Twenty years. No, that's a thousand years. Yeah. Twenty years is nothing. Yeah. It's just two thousand. Okay. That was the millennium. Matt. I don't know, I was reading some other shit. I'm getting words confused now. There's too many M's involved. Yeah. It's, it's, no one cares about twenty. <laughs> ten ten is the convenient unit. <laughs> And I'm not I'm not gonna fight you about like oh actually the decade starts when it turns to 21 because like the first year was year one yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. that means I was born in the 70s no I was not born in the 70s 1980 is not in the 70s it's in the 80s yep. like you're just gonna have to accept that they screwed it up from the start mm-hmm. and they had to like shave a year off somewhere but it happened before you were born so don't worry about it I'm not that worried about I'm it. not either so uh, the first tournament of the new year was in Hawaii. Uh, at the Kapalua Plantation Course, which is a phenomenal course, by the way, and weather conditions really make or break that course. Uh, it is in um, Oahu. Uh, Justin Thomas winning this first, the first tournament, his first tournament of the year, uh, in extra holes over top of Patrick Reed. The playoff was uh, playing the par 5 18th hole four extra times with Xander Shoffley in the mix for the first playoff hole. 
Um, next week, uh, we have the uh, Sony Open at uh, the Wall A Country Club in Honolulu. So, the Kapalua course in Hawaii. Um, remember last year, and it's, I'm sure you've seen the video a hundred times, and it's the closest anyone has gotten to a whole one on a par four, and that was Dustin Johnson, when he just unleashed off the tee on this par four with the wind behind his back, and that ball just... And it goes, bends around, and goes downhill, and just bounces and rolls and rolls right up about eighteen inches from the pin, like yeah. less than eighteen inches from the pin, probably. Um, that's this course. Okay. This is also the one where the eighteenth hole is a par five, and you're on the tee up on the top, and you have the fairway, and the fairway rolls down, mm-hmm. and then the green is off to the left, and there's a gully in the middle, and the fairway bends around. So basically, you're playing. You can be on the green and close to the pin in two. There's a lot of eagles on the 18th hole, as long as the wind is with you, mm. uh, which most of the time it is. But also, they had a lot of rain this year, so the course was a little softer, so the, the rolls weren't as pleverant. Yeah. And uh, so on Friday, the course was drier, and the wind was definitely behind everybody. And they had a lot of guys on the green and two and close to the pin. Um, this is the whole, if you remember watching, uh, they showed, uh, two seasons ago, um, Bubba Watson, Mm. driver off the deck with that super huge cut Mm -hmm. slice. They, you know, okay. We call it a slice. He called it a cut. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he bent that ball right It's a cut if it's intentional. Yes. Um, and that was just. It's a great course uh, to watch. I'd love to go play it, but A, I'd have to get to Hawaii, and B, I'd have to get my clubs to Hawaii, mm. and then it would probably cost me $600 well, to I, play I was, was going to say try an airplane. Right. I mean, probably obviously, that's how I'd get there. That'd be the um, way to fly, literally. Um, <laughs> but might be better, you might be better off. It actually might be cheaper to just like fly to like San Francisco and then buy new clubs in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd probably be cheaper to go to Hawaii and buy rent clubs. clubs. Hawaii. Rent clubs. Rent, okay, well, there's that, yeah. Um, but it'd be like six hundred dollars for the round on that course. Yeah, because I looked into it at to go to Pebble Beach. It's it's five hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, it's a lot more budget friendly way of experiencing golf in Hawaii. Is there's actually a Wiley Open video game that I used to have for N sixty four. And Matt so comes I through in the you, clutch. I could get you that probably <laughs> at the exchange next time I'm through there. But then we have to have an N64 console that works. They're around. They have all that I shit. I know, they do. They, they, I seriously, like, I still have all my games. I can't get them to play on my player, but they make these third-party ones mm-hmm. that'll still play them. And I've, I've been thinking about just grabbing one to see, like, you know, if I'm still as good as I used to be. At, There's a at store down on 88 Contra. that has, you know, that has uh, all those old-school games and the consoles mm. and everything and whatnot. I have a lot of... I, the thing is, you have to have a TV that supports that shit now. Well, I have an old bubble TV upstairs, like hidden in a. It'll it'll play on a flat. It will. Yeah, you just got to have the component cables. True. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a big gamer. I mean, my the last game system I had, I had a. I was big in the regular Nintendo, but then I did have a PlayStation Two for about a year, but I only had like four games for it. I wasn't really that big into it, so. I had Xbox, and I used to play FIFA all the time. And that was pretty much it. That and college football. Well, if you get Xbox again and play FIFA, you can play against Chad Johnson. He's on that shit all the time. Yeah, he's a Liverpool fan. 
I understand. I understand he's a Liverpool fan. Maybe he would play as someone else to like handicap himself a little bit, like the first first couple times. But um, yeah, I'd love to get my ass kicked at FIFA by Chad Johnson, <laughs> where where his where he scores like a hat trick with Mo Salah against I don't know. With my luck, Guaito would be injured, and I'd have to start Wayne Hennessy. Anyway, <laughs> it happens. So anyway, yeah, let's let's get the sports game talk going again some other time. Like I'm, I'm sure you and I have played a lot of sports games oh, over the, the years. I always preferred sports have. games to like adventure games. And I, I, I was one that we always played games. Madden. We always played yeah. uh, NHL. Madden NHL. Uh, you know when we played NHL in the Sega Genesis with the trick. Yeah. You know, come down the boards, yeah. cut in front of the goalie and score. I mean, you know, it, you know there was loopholes in every game. I mean, like mm-hmm. you said, you said well, I wonder how my skills are in contra. I mean, you get the 100 guys before you start, so you're okay if you, as long as you know the code, which well, was the same code on every game. There's still a lot game. of opportunities to die in that game. Oh, yeah, there is. So, Yeah, I mean, but the same. But it's funny because the, the, the codes, every NH, or every Nintendo code was almost the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's like, uh, what was it in the first Mario, if you could, when you were on uh, level 3, board 2? the one spot if you can like bang the turtle shell against the one block you can get the multiple guys Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that dude I gotta be telling seriously my um my brother-in-law's got one of those NES simulators so I was I was like I'm gonna show these you know my nephews I'm gonna show show off my Super Mario 3 skills and I'm not nearly as good as I used to be also, the controller's probably a different size. No, it's the same. Well, it's a little, little smaller, but my hands are bigger, too. Right. A little of this, a little of that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you have a bigger hands and the controller's a little smaller. Maybe a little smaller, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the controller was always the... He didn't... Penguins scored again! We're in the third period. It's 4-2, to Pens. Oh, poor Flurry. Hey, that looked like the Sega Genesis move. That was the Sega <laughs> Genesis move. Holy crap. <laughs> that was literally... Yeah. Brandon Tanev, come down the wing, cut nice. from the net and score. Hey, yeah, all right. <laughs> Good nice. for you, Brandon Tanev. His brother's team got beat 9-2 tonight. Oh. Yeah. That's a baseball score. It was almost. a beatdown. It was a beatdown. They made, they made a joke about that, actually. About the last time that the Lightning scored that many goals in a game, they were playing in the trop. <laughs> like going back to their early days when they called it the Thunderdome. Right? And, the, and it was a hockey arena and not a baseball stadium. If you're wondering where it got its wonderful atmosphere, it's from the fact that it's an indoor hockey arena and not a real baseball park. That thing's huge. You yeah. ever been to it? No. I, okay, so whenever they first built it, I was a kid, mm-hmm. go to my grandmother's house for the summers, mm-hmm. and they built that stadium. That stadium was built in the late 80s, mm-hmm. and it was known, and it was called the Sun Dome. Yeah. They built the stadium... In hopes to get a baseball team, right? And they they tried a, to, or a hockey team, or a basketball. They tried team, to lure the, but they had to build it big enough for a baseball team. But we were trying to get an NBA or hockey, whichever one would come first. Anybody, and then they also built it as a like city center for like concerts and mm-hmm. rallies and boat shows and yeah. everything else. So that's no, why the thing's so fucking big. They they were leveraged for every other team. Like that's how the candlestick got replaced. Yep. You know, it was like they're the, the Giants were gonna move to St. Petersburg. Um 
you know, like I think I think they might have flirted with the Red Sox at one point when like, you know, they wanted money to like reno- renovate Fenway. Uh, I mean, it's like it's just something you threaten to do. Yeah, you know, it's like you're not actually going to do it, but it's like, hey, like we could move. Yeah, there's a stadium. There's brand a stadium new and everything down there and everything yeah. waiting for us. Uh, in the meantime, no, move on to a little more sports. NCAA football. The games are down to the championship, which will be LSU Tigers and the Clemson Tigers. Tigers. <laughs> I, uh, go Tigers, I guess. <laughs> um, so. LSU's number one, Clemson's number three overall in the country. Um, I guess you can consider them now one and two. Um, you know, uh, Clemson, of course. Yeah, because Clemson beat Ohio State, so if we were doing polls, like, they would have leapfrogged. Yeah. Clemson, OSU probably would have dropped down a couple slots. Clemson, of course, has uh, Sunshine as his quarterback. Uh, yeah, <laughs> T-Law. He's, he's cool. I call him Sunshine. He had that run, man. Like, dude, mm. he took some hits. Yeah, he's, he he's a tough guy. He's took not some hits. He's not. Um, I, I mean, know. it was fun watching Clemson just, and that Clemson Ohio State game. There were some calls that were missed. There were some, you know, just missed opportunities by both squads. And yeah. with it coming down to the last two minutes, mm. that was an exciting... It was a good game. Was that the Sugar Bowl? Was that, the, was that Sugar Bowl or was that the Fiesta? That's another thing they ruined it. I don't even remember this Yeah. Shit. I think it was Fiesta. Fiesta. The okay. PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, sounds about right. Wait, wait, wait. LSU played... Well, I have the bowl LSU played here. in Atlanta, right? The LSU game was in Atlanta. They, they beat Oklahoma. And then... Yeah. And then the other game was in the desert. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't even remember what day it was on though. Yeah, it's been so long. It was um it was a Saturday. It was it was a week ago Saturday. So like last Saturday, it was the Saturday before Wild Card Saturday in the NFL. You see Peach how they Bowl fit that? was LSU Oklahoma. Yeah, that's in Atlanta. The Fiesta Bowl yep. was Clemson Ohio State. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Um and my favorite bowl sponsorship this year is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Because <laughs> it's not sponsored by Frosted Flakes it's or Kellogg's. Tony it's sponsored by Tiger. Tony the Tiger, the man. Okay, the philanthropist himself. Tony the Tiger. Thank you, sir. You're a national treasure. Anyway, um... That was... Yeah. Buck, I, you know, my, I have a lot of Buckeye relatives, and the, the consensus was that they got screwed by some calls, but they also screwed themselves a little bit. You know? They did. Uh, Leaving points on the board, settling for field goals, that sort of thing. You know, I it, it, that was a hell of a bowl game to watch. It was. It was just a good, yeah, solid bowl game. The LSU and, game was a blowout. Oh, the LSU Joe, game. Joe Burrow threw seven touchdown passes in the first yeah, half. Yeah, The first I, half. Yeah. I was like, that stat came across because I was working that night. And when I saw as Joe Burrow throws, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, um, I hope everyone took the over. <laughs> See, like, I don't like Clemson, and my house is officially anti-Clemson. So I kind of just hope that LSU does the same thing to Clemson. I'm not, I'm not too, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe once the game starts, it'll be like, oh, this could actually be a good game and back and forth. I still want LSU to win. I'm going LSU. I know you are. <laughs> you know? 
I got a, there's an LSU contingent. Around. I know, and and there's you, an SEC contingent. If you drive down, and Mc, there's an anti-Clemson contingent. If you, if you drive down McFarland Road, there's mm-hmm. there's a big house on the left. It's yeah, a buddy of mine. We've talked about this. Yeah, yeah, he's got the mm-hmm. LSU flags a flying. Yeah, Mount Lebanon class of '96. <laughs> Wait, we've met. I know the dude. Oh, you know Chris? Yeah, he graduated with Julia. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Anything. And they talk and they talk SEC football on the internet. Like oh, I didn't know that you guys all knew each other. Yeah, I know from my beer groups. <laughs> I know from it's my a beer. small world, but I know it makes perfect beer. sense. I know from my beer whiskey yeah. group. <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense. Like like they nobody controls what school district their parents live in, but the fact that you two guys met like that's that's like just the gear, the gear work of the universe like functioning properly. <laughs> yeah, especially since. He, I was there. Go Tigers, go whiskey. That's I was basically. There, I, was there, I was there the same year he was. Just, uh, um, I was there a year before him, and then um, I left. I was only there one year. Yeah, I was there one year. That was it, because I was a cocky son bitch. No, you know. But and then there's another guy that we had on the podcast last year, Mister Adam, mm-hmm. Adam Zane. He was uh, supposed to go to LSU, but he ended up going to Georgia mm. and playing baseball in Georgia. Huh. During the same time period. Well, it's funny you mentioned Georgia because there's like a block from where the LSU fan lives. There's a Georgia house. Yeah, yeah. I I drive by there too a good bit. <laughs> and uh, you know you got you got to go all the way you got to get all the way to Crafton Boulevard to find the house with the Gamecocks flag, but it exists. It's mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And the other flag they have is Allegheny College. How weird is that? <laughs> The two people that live in your house that you should I have. I know. One... It's like I should steal their flag or their you, house. You need to have like a couple flag posts off your front porch. Yeah. You can have the, the Gamecocks, Allegheny College, Steelers, Riverhounds, mm. Pirates. Uh... It's going to start looking like Glastonbury. There's too many flags. <laughs> You're going to have your neighbors be like, man. Someone's going to have to climb up. Someone's <laughs> going to have to climb up on my roof, dude, for me because it's steep. No, no. Just hang them right off your front porch. Yeah. <laughs> I got too many plants. I'm looking forward to the plant season, you know. Well, in the meantime, though, we'll give a quick, uh, we'll try to do this quick. I don't know how quick it'll be, but. uh, You pick every NHL game here until the end of the season? No. Uh, We're not doing that. That, That'll take way too long. Like, we don't have enough time for that. I got got the Sharks over the Penguins in seven games in the finals. (laughs) Oh, man. Whew. He just just jumped ahead. I hope not. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, We're going to go back in time a little bit. Love it. So we talked uh, about all the bowl games before we went on break. And okay. now we can kind of come back and look at them and see how they turned out. Um, the Bahama Bowl, which was Buffalo and Charlotte. Buffalo won that one 31-9. Um, the Miami Beach Bowl, Kent State and Utah State. Kent State rolled that one 51-41. New Mexico Bowl, San Diego State over Central Michigan was 48-11. to uh, The Cure Bowl, Liberty over Georgia Southern was 23-16. Boca Raton Bowl was Florida Atlantic over SMU, 52-28. to uh, Carmela Bowl, Arkansas State over FIU, 34-26. to Las Vegas Bowl, Washington over top of Boise State. Um, the New Orleans Bowl, this is one that you were kind of interested in, was the App State, number 20 in the country, over UAB, 31-17 to App State. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was quite uh, interesting there. Um, the Gasparilla Bowl, which was a home game for these guys at UCF, at 48-25 over top of Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawaii Bowl was Hawaii, home game, 38 over 34 over BYU. Independence Bowl, uh, 
La Tech beat Miami 14 to nothing. I mean, that, you know, that Miami team just didn't show the fuck up at all. Here's the one that was uh, involved yeah, here for us Pittsburgh fans with the Quick Lane Bowl. That was awesome. That was such a good game. Ford Field, uh, 34 to 30, University of Pittsburgh over top of Eastern Michigan. Now, that game was. I loved it. It was a good game. Um, but. And then I forgot to look for the lights out my own damn window. Yeah, right? I was like, to... what a great game. I can't wait until it's over so I can go look for the lights. And then by the time it was over. Maybe you forgot like, to go to your office and look for the victory yeah, lights. Yeah, I was just That was a good game. I mean, Pitt should have. They didn't cover. The, the Pitt mm. was favored by 13 and a half. That game should have been a lot more than that. Yeah, that was you know stupid. What? It's good to go out on a win, though, uh, for the season and build on that for next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll take that. Go University of Pittsburgh. They did some good signings uh, for recruits coming in next year. Uh, how about the uh, Military Bowl? It was uh, UNC and Temple. UNC 55-13. Pinstripe Bowl in Yankee Stadium. Michigan State 27-21 over Wake. That was Tech- a bad miss on my part. <laughs> you thought Wake was going to handle mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah. Um, Texas Bowl. Oklahoma State over Texas A&M. The ACC did not do well in the bowls. No, they did not. At all. I mean, with the exception of Pitt and Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> um, Holiday Bowl, USC over uh, USC and Iowa. Iowa, 49-24 on that one. Cheez-It Bowl, Washington State Air Force. Air Force won that one, 31-21. It should be like against the law to make service academies play in the Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah. Somewhat undignified, I, th- I think. Okay. We'll send a letter. Cotton Bowl Classic. <laughs> this was at Jerry World. Yeah. Now I didn't even watch much now, of this game because it was on at the same time as. Now this game, Penn I watched, State was getting beat on the I other watched, channel. I watched the first half. And you Penn, had to switch to watch Penn State almost lose to Memphis, didn't you? I watched. <laughs> I watched the first half. Um, I was watching the Notre Dame game to start with, and then Penn State was on at the same time, so I was kind of flipping between both, and then I was like, oh. Memphis is going to beat Penn State. It's going to be good. And then whenever Notre Dame started running away with it over top of Iowa State, I was like, hmm, all right, I can go, I can switch over to watch the Penn State game. And then, and then Penn State started running away with it. And then they came, and then Memphis came back. I'm like, Memphis is going to do this. And then the fourth quarter, it's like Memphis, like, forgot what they were doing. Um, congratulations to Penn State uh, for beating Memphis in their bowl game, even though I do not like you. But you are part of this podcast because of our region. Um, <laughs> Notre Dame, congratulations! <laughs> That's the most we can say. Congratulations to Notre Dame, thirty-three-nine over top of Iowa State. Um, also, um, well, I can't think of his name right now. Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book. Ian Book uh, said he was going to come back for a senior year. That's good. Uh, yeah, that's good. I mean, it's bad for Yurkovic, but yeah, it's bad for Yurkovic. But good for Ian Book. I mean, and who knows? It's college football. Like we said, injuries happen. Yeah. You know, so. Also, Yurkovic could transfer. Yurkovic could transfer. To or like, he could to wait like out. LSU and, and be on the national championship. Or, or he could wait it out and be the quarterback his senior. Would it be just a senior? No. He graduated the year before. The year after my son. So. He could potentially have two starting years left. Mm, okay. So what? You know, 
No harm, no foul. Right. Good for him. You know, like, how many college programs have very thin quarterback situations? A lot. Like Pitt? <laughs> A lot. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, And then we had uh, the Peach Bowl, Oklahoma, uh, LSU. We saw how that turned out, 63-28. Yeah, I should have put more points on that <laughs> than I did. Yeah, I mean, that was and I put over. Well, I put the most points on that one. The, of all the points. I wish I had had extra points to put on that one. The Fiesta Bowl, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Yes. Was Ohio State and Clemson, 29-23 Clemson. Put way too many points on Ohio State. And then you had Western Kentucky and Western Michigan, 23-20 Western Kentucky on that. And the first Responder Bowl, uh, Red Box Bowl, 35-20 was California over the Illini. Uh, Music City Bowl was 38-28 Louisville over um, Mississippi State. And then you, excuse me, Orange Bowl, uh, thirty-six to twenty-eight, Florida over top of Virginia. That's one of those home games. Picked yeah, all the home teams. Um, Kentucky thirty-seven to thirty over top of Virginia Tech in the Belk Bowl. Didn't have that. Twenty to fourteen was Arizona State over Florida State in the Sun Bowl, home game. Yeah, another home game. Uh, Close, closer than the other ones, but that was twenty to yeah. seventeen Navy over top of K State in the Liberty Bowl. Had that. Arizona Bowl was Wyoming 38 over top of Georgia State at 17. Alamo Bowl was 38 to uh, Utah, which was 10. I love that Texas beat a ranked team I, in a bowl game. I had Texas going down hard. That, that yeah, was the I most think, costly yeah, I had Texas of all my points. Too. Yeah. Um, Minnesota and Auburn. Minnesota won that one 31-24. That was in the Outback Bowl. The Citrus Bowl. This was Alabama over top of Michigan, thirty-five to sixteen. It was a lot closer for a long time. Like that's a game where Alabama well, pulled away. Well, did Tua announce if he's coming back or not? No, he's going to the draft. Did he announce he's going to yesterday? The draft? Yesterday. Yeah. Okay, I knew that was on the radar coming up, and I they were saying Sunday night, like, oh, like Nick Saban has a press conference scheduled with Tua. Like, what do you think he's going to say? I didn't know if he was coming yeah. back or if he was going. Yeah. I didn't hear either way. I yeah, I, I mean, it was a pretty dumb deal like as of Sunday as far as I was concerned, but they made it official yesterday. How All did right. you miss that? Do you like not like go on the actual ESPN website ever? You just like rely on updates? On my work days. Are you too busy? On my yeah. work days, my, phones, yeah. my phone sits on the bar, and, mm. and if I don't get drunk after work, I go through everything. And if I do get drunk after work, I still go through everything, but I don't There's remember. a lot of things. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of But I'm just saying, like, the homepage, like, I'm sitting in front of a computer, so, like, yeah. I guess I'm, like, grandpa or something, but I actually yeah. go to, like, ESPN.com. Yeah, you have, like, and, multiple screens. And it's, like, the main the main story yesterday was that Tua Tagovailoa is going to the draft. And on Sports Center they were talking about you all You know what? His, That's right, because they were talking about prospects. this morning on First Take and yeah. everything, about how the Patriots should pick him up and... Sign yes. Tom Brady for one more year. Trade Brady to the Steelers. What? <laughs> Actually, the line on that is twenty-five to one. <laughs> I did read the lines. Brady on Brady to the Steelers, twenty-five to one. Really? Yeah. Um, he is uh, five to one to go to uh, Cincy. Um, Chargers, Cincy. Cincy's interesting because um, he could like mentor Giants, Redskins, and Oakland, which would be Vegas. Can you imagine, like, I didn't think it possible to, like, hate Brady more, but, like, dressing him in a bagels uniform, in my mind, I'm just picturing him in that stupid, like, tiger helmet. Ah, uh, That's the worst. Sugar Bowl, though, was uh, Georgia and Baylor. Georgia won that one. 
Birmingham Bowl, 38-6 with Cincinnati over Boston College. Gator Bowl, Tennessee, 23-22 over Indiana. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Um, and that was played on that goddamn blue field, which mm. fucks me up all the time watching that game. I don't even watch it. It was 30-21, to 21, Ohio, out of the MAC over Nevada. Armed Forces Bowl was 30-13, to 13, Tulane over Southern Miss. Lending Tree Bowl, the last bowl game until the national championship was 27-17, to 17, which was Louisiana Lafayette over Miami of Ohio. So there was your rundown of your bowl games that Matt and I went through before, but now we had finals. Autumn. So, who do you like in a national championship? I have LSU winning. I have LSU winning myself. I don't think um, I don't think Clemson is going to win. I'm not saying they don't have a chance. Dabo Sweeney's won two out of the last four. Yeah. Beat Alabama twice. They have a good team. Did you beat when, Alabama twice or you beat... They beat Alabama twice? They beat Alabama once. They beat Alabama twice. They beat Alabama no, twice. Nobody else goes to the finals, but... Like the yeah. best team in the SEC, yeah. and Clemson. Typically, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. So yes, they've had ample opportunity to beat Alabama. Right. But now they have to deal with LSU, who you know they've got a Heisman winning quarterback. Um, if that running back Edwards Hilaire, like you know he basically like played like a third of the snaps that he would normally play. Well, and that there's that dumb game. rule. If he's back from his injury, like he's an excellent running back. Well, there's that dumb rule that um, Sunshine quarterback there at uh, Clemson he can't go to pros next year he has to come back one more year right the three year this will be yeah. his third year as mm-hmm. a starting quarterback at Clemson because he mm-hmm. started as a redshirt freshman yeah um, you know and they're talking like he'd be a higher draft pick than Tua he'd be a higher draft pick than Tua he'd, he'd be up there with the with Burrow with Burrow I, I did see I did see one I mean, one analyst did say that he'd had him number one on his board um, but you know that's the rule um, you know they don't they don't want people coming out early, for whatever reason. And the NBA is trying to go back to, oh yeah, come out of high school, you know. They, they, the NBA is getting better and like they're developing a minor league. You know, yeah, they're looking when, when the you've got league. a system as like robust as Major League Baseball's minor league system, guys get drafted out of high school all the time. Oh yeah, and nobody sheds a tear. Like yep. nobody says, like, oh, this is bad for these young men's development as like. Adults. Yeah, but but you here's know? the difference between baseball and football, hockey and NBA. For you to come out of high school, you can get drafted out of high school to Kansas City, and still go play at LSU. But you can't go play at LSU owns your rights, but you or sorry, Kansas City owns your rights, but you can't talk to anybody in the LS and Kansas City's organization until you're not a college student anymore. Right. Though you were drafted by them out of high school, but you chose to go to college. Yeah. NHL, you can go get drafted by the Penguins and then go play at Notre Dame. Well we're not to the point you know, where we're not to the point where NFL teams are willing to draft kids out of high school, I wouldn't say. No. But if not. you have like if you have like a phenomenal first year of college Especially at a position like the quarterback, where they can just like stash you as a backup and develop you there. Like, why, why, why isn't he allowed to go hold a clipboard for, you know, three, go four play, years? Go play on Saturday for North Carolina, and then shoot up to Philly for a Sunday game and hold a clipboard. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying like just skip college altogether 
and like go go be on a team and like go through practice and like I think it's because you need live game reps and the NFL can't provide live game reps to any quarterback other than the starting quarterback because they don't have a minor league system. They do not. But the NBA, they're developing the the, the G, league. G League as they call it. Um, you know what? That's a great league. It's getting to be really good, and it's on ESPN Plus. So I watch you know, a little, little uh, bit of that every you now know, and then. And they're paying the guys a hundred grand a year. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a top star or a bottom star or whatnot. Mm. You're getting paid a hundred grand a year, and you're playing. Yeah, and that's what it is. I mean, and you know what? And a lot of these kids at seven, at eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old mm. playing G League, a hundred grand a year is a lot of fucking money. Even yeah. after taxes, it's still six hundred thousand. <laughs> I mean. You can't live on that. You got issues. No, yeah, that's that's, that's a fine amount, and you know you're playing basketball, um, you know, and you can get you could get that two way contract that way. And there's there's guys in the NBA who are well, the NHL has the AHL, and there's those well, guys again that have like the, the two way contract as well. They've had that for a lot longer. Like, oh yeah, the hockey structure is almost as good as the baseball structure because it is very good in hockey. You've got juniors. And some of your draft picks can go back and play juniors after they leave camp. Um, you know, what, and then what, you've got other the guys that go to the AHL. AHL. Uh, so the, the uh, East Coast Hockey League, where the Wheeling Nailers yeah, are Yeah, Wheeling Nailers, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. are a Penn's affiliate. Yeah, so like, like Major League Baseball is actually talking about like cutting down the number of minor league teams. And like they were. streamlining that system, which I think would suck because like... We didn't talk about it on this show, I don't think. But they're like threatening to take every baseball team away from the, the entire state of West Virginia. Um, so that's not good. No. But but anyway, just in terms of like, right now there's no option other than college football to develop the college players to the point where they're ready to play in the NFL. And the NCAA knows this, so like they've got this rule with the, um, they're in collusion together. I mean, oh, it's yeah. obvious. But like there's a rule that you have to be three years in college before you can go to the pros. And the last person who challenged it was Maurice Claret, and he like screwed up his whole life. In so doing, yeah, he did. You know, so in, enjoy it, Clemson. Like you're gonna, you're gonna have your surfer boy haircut for another year after this. Let's just pray he doesn't get injured because he's gonna be making, like, you know, Eli Manning money <laughs> once he gets picked. If he's not already, not Eli. I'm sorry, that's like an old reference. Like, you know. <laughs> that was back whenever the rookies yeah. got paid a lot, <laughs> right? You know, um, but yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, in the meantime, um, speaking of college basketball, did you get to watch any? Um... I watched the Ohio State versus Maryland game tonight. Okay. And there was some shit that happened with the kid who mops the floor, but I couldn't figure out what was happening because I think he like fell down and got hurt or something. But like they kept showing him like during every stoppage, during like the final four minutes. It was weird. Like, I guess the game was kind of out of reach at that point. But it was just like, why Why do you keep showing this kid? And, like, I I just, I don't know. I'm waiting for this Pens game to be over so we can switch to SportsCenter. Because they will show it because Scott Van Pelt was there sitting courtside as, as a Maryland alum. Right. And I got to say, like, they do a lot of makeup on ESPN. Like, I didn't realize that Van Pelt has that many freckles. But, like, seeing him on, like, courtside, like, you know, just as, like, a regular guy, like, you know, he's got to have some Irish in him. Right. Well, before we, before we get into uh, the NCAA hoops and the rest of the show, I think we need to go take a break right now. 
Uh, Matt probably has to go pee. I know I do, and we need you some more beer. Put that in there. Wow, cut that out. I'll cut. I have I have bodily functions, folks. You know, cut it out. I'm not I'm not a podcasting robot. I know, right? Um, you cut me, I bleed. But in the meantime, folks, listen to our friends at Storytron Media Studios and Beachview have going on um, with their shows coming back after the uh, holiday break as well. And don't forget about the perfect pepperoni pizza from Slice on Broadway in Beachview as well as Carnegie the East End and PNC Park. We'll be back in just a few moments, folks, and uh, we'll get into some uh, college basketball. It's been interesting so far. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports, episode 109. And again, Matt and I have the uh, Pens game on here. They're playing uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, It's coming down the last minute of the game. Uh, Knights are on a power play uh, with a Vegas Golden Knights empty net. Um, so it's six on four currently and the pens are killing it right now. Um, which is very good shot from the point, hit something on yeah. the way in time stop. Deflect- six looks like left it might've deflected out of bounds. Yeah. So there's less than a minute left in the game. Six seconds left on a power play. Uh, the pens are up four to three currently right now. And, uh, they're doing a great job clearing the pucks. I'm I'm sorry I haven't been paying super close attention, but um, I believe we had a two goal lead at one point. What happened? Um, we had a three goal uh, lead at one point. What happened? They have we've been outscored by the Vegas Golden Knights since the start of this podcast. Now, if I believed in jinxes, I would say that this podcast is a jinx on the Penguins. Right. Um, but I want to keep doing this podcast for the foreseeable future, so I'm not going to say that. I know, right? And the puck has been cleared down, but it missed the empty net, so Vegas is coming back. And we're, we're and the Penguins seconds. are allowed to ice the puck because they are on a, a penalty kill. Well, no, well, it's now back to even strength. Oh, it's back to even strength. Well, it's it's Still five on net. four, five, five on, on four. four. Okay, or, or sorry, six six on five. Oh, that, oh, big shot! That was a big save. Yeah, so we're we're at six on five with under six seconds left uh, here in the game. Been hearing some takes on the, the fact that Jari shouldn't be allowed to wear thirty five. Why? Because it should be retired. Oh, man, Barassa was great, but he wasn't that great. I mean, he's, I agree. I agree yeah. with you, but. You know, Barrasso is great. He wasn't that great. He's not some, like a, just some some people who have an irrational high he, regard for Tom Barrasso. He's not like a Dominic Hasek or a uh, Patrick Waugh. You know, like a cornerstone of a franchise, like yeah. a foundational figure. Like I would retire Flurry before I'd retire. Barrasso. I would retire Flurry before I retire Barrasso. And the game's over. The Pens. They could win. do a joint retirement for Flurry slash Borky. Yeah, and they could make like a Fleurbork jersey and like yeah. hang it from. The well, speaking of that, we have uh, the Pens win. Uh, Tristan Jari, who is headed to the All Star game, uh, takes the win tonight in net in uh, Vegas. Their next game is going to be in Colorado against the Avalanche. We'll get more to the Pens later, but in the meantime, we were talking NCAA hoops real quick. Your top 25, Matt, are Gonzaga, number one, Duke at two, Kansas, Baylor, Auburn, 
Butler, San Diego State, Michigan State, Oregon, Florida State's your top 10. Then you have Ohio State, which was up there at number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they took a loss to WVU, by the way. Who's good uh, again this year. Who is good again They're this good year. Good again this year. I don't know how to pronounce the dude's name. Oscar something. Yeah. Like, you know, he's what they were missing last year, apparently. And then you have, uh, so your your next ones are going to be Ohio State, Maryland, Louisville, Kentucky, Dayton, Villanova, West Virginia's at 17, Virginia, uh, Michigan, Penn State at 20. And then your uh, final, your top 25, Memphis, Texas Tech, Wichita State, Arizona, and Colorado. That's your top 25, folks, for the NCAA men's basketball. This list will jumble back and forth 35 times before it comes to tournament time. There's going to be teams that are up in the top 25 right now that will fall down out of the top 25. There'll be teams that are in 35 position right now that will move into number 12 uh, between now and March. Um, that's just the way NCAA basketball goes because you know what? It's a real fucking game. It's not like the NBA. Um, oh, come on, dude. Come on. Let's not bash the NBA. We don't have I'm an NBA. We don't NBA. have an NBA segment scheduled for the NBA I, I to defend yeah, itself. I don't. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm not really bashing the NBA. I just think college basketball is more interesting than NBA basketball. Personal opinion, it's okay, and I can't even say fight me on that because I don't. Know I've heard. I've heard NBA. NBA fans say that college basketball is boring and has too many timeouts and stoppages of play. Um, and again, and you don't have like the the. The athlete pool is so watered down in college basketball. Like, whereas in the NBA, like, it's a global sport. And the 12, the 12 guys on an NBA roster, you know, are drawn from, like, like yeah. 10 of the top colleges and, like, the rest of the world. I'm, I'm just in defense of the NBA, briefly. Yeah. But, but since you were talking about the rankings in college basketball, like... They don't really matter that much because there are more advanced metrics than like media voting that they there use is. to actually seed the tournament these days. But it's still it's nice as a comparison point and it helps ratings because if I'm scrolling through my you know, what games are on at this moment and I see two ranked teams playing each other, even if I don't know like anything else about I'll watch them, it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Like I'm not a I'm not a big fan of like Maryland in the Big Ten. But college, when I saw that they were playing Ohio State and they were both ranked, I was like, I'm going to watch that. That's good. College basketball uh, rankings, I think, are more efficient than college football rankings. Well, yeah, because they play more games. And, and they play each other. More teams play ranked teams because of the conference setup, you know? Yep. Um, and there's all sorts of, like, non-conference games that are also, like, meant to be... Big because teams need because again for the tournament seeding you need to play good teams out of conference. You do to to have like the edge when when it comes down to like where you get placed in the bracket compared to college football where they play two warm up teams and then they get into yeah, yeah. Uh, league play. There's no way that a college basketball team could spend like one sixth of its schedule on the likes like Ohio State could not play you know five games against teams from the Mac. No. Like, that that would be, like, embarrassing. It would And be. Pitt does shit like that, and they're criticized roundly for it by several mouthy Duquesne fans on Twitter who I know. <laughs> and they're not wrong. They're not wrong. But it's like, you know, they're going through a rebuild. What do you want to do? So how about Pitt, speaking of them, they took a loss in the opening of conference play to Wake Forest, 
which I watched most of that game. Pitt was up at the half by five. Then after the half was over, they were down by ten real quick. Mm. Uh, and then Pitt made a push in the f- second half towards the end in the last couple of minutes. Only lost that game by two and had a chance to, to tie it up. Uh, and the dude went up for a layup. And the dude from Wade just straight up blocked it right off the backboard. Like, he went up for the layup, and the dudes came up and just swatted the ball right off the backboard and bounced back to center court. Um, Pitt should have been in that position to begin with. They let their guard down. Um, they Their defense had holes at that point. But it was still a hell of a game to watch. Uh, it was nice to see Pitt taking charge. Uh, we're still a year two two years before I would ex- I would expect mid next season Pitt to be considerably better and to make the tournament again if they make the tournament this year awesome I don't expect it next year I'd expect it that would give Capel his third year as coach mm-hmm. to make the tournament and then his fourth and fifth year he needs to be uh, up to, in the top 25 again uh, because their prospects in basketball are better than Their football. Prospects in basketball are better than football because football has this and, like ceiling on it where like unless you're Alabama and Clemson and LSU, and well, Coach Capel, know. Coach Capel being a Duke product, played at Duke, coached at Duke, he knows what's going on. He's still in the ACC. I mean, he's got some clout with him. So yeah, and he's got connections. He, he developed Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one that recruited Zion Williamson to Duke and everything else. I, we get it. Give them some time. It's going to take time. And you know what? I always say, you know, you got to give a college coach at least four to five years to prove themselves. They gave Stallings, too, because Stallings didn't prove shit. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that a, was bad, a bad experience. That was a bad experience for everyone involved. I don't I don't think Stallings had a good time. Um, I don't think his players liked playing for him. Uh, the fans didn't like him. The media didn't like him. Nope. Um, it's over now. We, we we don't have to worry about it anymore. So we got Jeff Capel in here. He's doing good things with Pitt football, or sorry, Pitt basketball. That loss on um, Saturday was tough. It was a bad loss, uh, but you know what? They have a lot more games, and they can still squeak into the tournament. We'll see what happens. They can. They, I don't think they will. They just um, start ACC play because here, look at Pitt right now. Um, they uh, they had the Wake Forest game on Saturday. They head to UNC tomorrow night. UNC isn't ranked this year. UNC Oh my god. UNC UNC isn't the UNC that we're normally used to seeing. Roy Williams said that they're like the worst bunch of people he's ever coached, basically. <laughs> like he was more diplomatic than that. He said like I forget his exact words, but it was like they were not Well these are not like the best people well, I've here, ever worked with. Well, well here's the thing And though, it's like you recruited him, Roy. Well here's the thing though. And you're a UNC, like yeah, why, you're you UNC, ought to be able how, you, you should be able to recruit the top Top you know, players in, like in Duke, the country. Duke could say like Coach K is taking a year off and we're replacing him with this like rubber pink bouncy ball, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that they could still get at least like two NBAers to sign up, right? Because it's Duke. Well, here's the thing: this will still be a tough game because it's on the road. It's at UNC. Uh, it's an ACC game. Um, even though UNC is having a down year, um, doesn't mean they can't beat Pitt. Doesn't mean they can't beat Pitt. Doesn't mean the Pitt can't beat them. Pitt finds themselves eighth in the ACC overall. They're Winning. one and two in the conference, and um, they're ten and four overall. So there's that. 
How about Penn State basketball? This is something you're normally not used to talking about. I love talking about Penn State basketball with my favorite Penn State fan who I saw the other night. Oh. Because he's like, well, apparently I'm supposed to care about basketball now. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, dude, they're actually pretty good. I've watched like two of their games at this point. And he's like, yeah, I... I I missed those, so I didn't know. Right? It's not really a basketball school. I love Mike. Mike's the great. He's um, a great guy. He's doing well. Uh, he's got two new cats. He's he's happy. Oh, well, I don't want to know what happened to Ringo. Ringo. Wow. Cats. You know they don't live forever. Steve. I know. I understand. Ringo had a good life. He mm. met Moses several times. They're they're in heaven now. Okay. And then. I went to the fish show with Todd like a month ago, and he's talking about these cats that are in his at the end of his street that he's going to trap and find homes for. And Mike's like, "Hey, got some cats, <laughs> so good. Happy. Everyone's, you know, that's good. That's good. There's lots of homeless cats, and if they're if they're homeless too long, they either end up dead or in a shelter. So, well, we'll talk about anyway. Penn, speaking Penn of State homeless basketball. cats, the Penn State Nittany Lion yeah. is currently wandering around the Big Ten, just like eating shit. That right. he's laying around. So uh, they're fifth in the Big Ten. They're number twenty in the country. Uh, Penn State did take a loss tonight to Rutgers, which is Big that's Ten horrible. Play. And that's Rutgers, terrible. Rutgers isn't ranked. That's really uh, bad. When Pitt them... used to lose to Rutgers when they were both in the Big East, it was like yeah, panic two, time. So Penn State's two and two in the conference, twelve and three overall. Uh, West Virginia, the Mountaineers, they're number seventeen overall in the country, sixth in the Big Twelve. The Ears had a big win over top of number five Ohio State at the time, which Ohio State now says dropped to eleven. Um, that was over to Holiday. They took a loss to number three Kansas, which was Big Twelve play. Um, they rebounded with a win uh, over Oklahoma State, and they take on Texas Tech next. Um, I watched that WVU game. I watched the WVU Ohio State. State game. It's impossible to watch an Oklahoma State game and not feel sad about Pitt. From that year with yeah. Eddie Sutton, yeah, and now like they named the court after him, and it's just like, man, I'm always just gonna even when I'm watching WVU, I'm still reminded of, you know, a Pitt game because like when Pitt used to make the tournament, you know they they didn't get knocked out by a bunch of scrubs. No, you know Dwayne Wade took him out of the tournament. Stephen Curry took him out of the tournament. I mean, like it's like what you guys do. Nova took him out. Of that one basketball's year. a lot more competitive. There's a lot. There's a lot more parity in college basketball than there is in college football right now. Which means that you you can't trust anybody. You can't look at anybody, even Kent State with Antonio Gates, and say that these are a pushover and that we deserve to beat them. Understood. How about Duquesne Dukes basketball? They're number best one. team in town. They're number one in the A10. Um, you know they're homeless right now, Steve. I know they are homeless. They're kind of playing at um, La Roche. They're playing at Bobby Moe. Mm-hmm. They're playing at uh, the arena when it's open. Mm-hmm. They're playing at Pitt when it's open. Uh, you know, I think a lot of their games are played at um, La Roche and at the arena for yeah. the most part. Um, and the UPMC Event Center, is that what it's called? At, at Bobby Moe? Yeah. 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 I mean, most of it's at La Roche. Uh, I think La Roche and the Arena and Bobby Moe. Wow. Uh, I don't think Pitt's that nice on giving up their court. Because uh, they That's, have a lot of other shit going yeah, on. They have other shit going on. Uh, you know, let's, 
but I, it, I can't comment on that because I, I have no idea what it what it's like running the Peterson event. I have no clue at all. It's, it's I went probably... to the Fish concert there. You know they ran out of beer like oh, halfway sh- through the second set. Sure they did. And that's like not even the drug of choice at those things. No, it's not. Was there a lot of weed going on at the first <laughs> yes, concert? Yes, yeah, dude. They, they, okay, so Run Like an Antelope was the first set closer. And like at that point, all my friends had already decided that they needed to either go smoke because they had still had a cigarette like outside area that you could go to. Right. So everybody I was with was like either smoking or in the bathroom. And Antelope comes on. And some stranger comes out of the last row and hands me a lit joint and just walks away. Nice. Cool. <laughs> and then everybody came back like 15 minutes later and uh, they're like, what's wrong with you, man? I'm like, uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing's wrong with me at all. I'm yeah, cool. You missed it. That's, yeah, that's you. That's um, on you. Yeah. Uh, but Duquesne, they're number one in the A-10. They're 2-0 in the conference. They're 12-2 overall. The Dukes have St. John's tomorrow night and then GW later on. Or sorry, St. Joe's uh, tomorrow night and then GW later on this week. Um that's the, du- the Duquesne St. Joe's rivalry is my favorite. Oh, it's a good one. It's it's a good one. I mean, they, I, one of one of my best friends went to St. Joe's. I almost went to St. Joe's. Um, one one of our good friends from also from Central went to Duquesne. A lot of well, a lot of our friends from Central went to Duquesne. But one of whom is a huge college basketball fan. So, you know, I, I always think of all the good times. You know, when whenever those te- teams play, even though I didn't go to either of those schools. Right on. So, Penguins, uh, like I said, we were currently watching the uh, Penns Golden Knights uh, in Vegas on the West Coast Swing. Uh, it was a late start. That's how Matt and I got to watch it while we're sitting here recording this podcast. Uh, Penns won that game 4-2-3 uh, in regulation, uh, which is good. Uh, they take on the Abs uh, on this swing and then the Phoenix Coyotes before coming back home to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, the Pens have been on this wave uh, recently, Matt, of uh, win two and lose one, win three and lose one, or or lose two and win three, and so forth. Uh, we're midway through the season. We're officially midway through the season, even though the All-Star break hasn't happened yet. That's about a week or so away. Um, the injury bug has bit the Penguins again with Jake Gensel needing to have shoulder surgery and is out for four to six months after the hard hit into the boards that he took. Yeah. Um, do you know what the worst part about that is? Well, he's basically done for the year. Okay. He could come back for playoffs. Maybe. On, do you on the, the, worst, on no, the no, optimistic. No, no, no. Do you know what the whole worst part of this situation is? Jake Gensel doesn't play. Jake Gensel doesn't score a goal. There's no half-off Jake Shakes at the Milkshake Factory. God damn it! <laughs> I'm... I was really... Really, really enthralled with once or twice a week, I go to a milkshake factory in downtown and get a half-off Jake shake, which is chocolate, peanut butter, and caramel, by the way. For those of you that don't know, it's quite delicious. Those are some delicious flavors. Yes. I've never I've never been to the milkshake factory. <laughs> I've, I've never had a Jake shake. Um, however, my, my favorite flavors of Ben & Jerry's are either like the caramel core one. Right or the um, chubby hubby with the chocolate filled peanut butter covered pretzels. I've always been a fan of half baked as well. So half baked is good. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so the, the, Man, the am biggest... I have to go back to Sheets on my way home from here to get some ice cream now. <laughs> you gotta turn right before you have to turn left. I have a blender and I have some milk, so I can make my own milkshake. Right? Um, <laughs> but that's the biggest slut. No, no, seriously, I, that's my I, a joke. Uh, we do wish Jake yeah. Gensel well with a fast recovery. We would like to see you back in the playoffs as long mm. as the Pens keep playing uh, playoff caliber hockey to get themselves there. Um, Jake, get. Uh, Get well soon, my friend. Um, he's been posting some good stuff on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, speaking of injuries, um, Sidney Crosby has been on the um, he's on the road trip. Mm. He went on this road trip. First road trip he went on since he's been out. He skated this morning in practice, and uh, he's still wearing a gray non-contact jersey. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's using this road trip as a let me get acclimated to be on the road, yeah, flying, this, absolutely. that, your thing. I would do that. I would do That's it exactly too. what I'd do. Like even if there was zero yeah. chance that I was going to be hundred yeah. percent to well, play, there's a chance he could play. He could against the Abs. Yeah, I would see maybe more against the Coyotes that he could play. Maybe he just wants to there's play against couple, his boy. There's a couple days off. I, I'm sure he would love to. Play I love to McKinnon. play against Gensel. No, against or, Nathan or, McKinnon. Uh, well, McKinnon. His hometown boy. The, yeah, the, yeah. The against McKinnon and, and the Avalanche. And it, but they, but then he's play not against, ready by then. But then play against... Then playing Ke- against Phil. Kessel. Yeah. And then Tockett down in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Phoenix. But, like, if I was out long-term, like, like a longer-ish injury like he's been on, and they were like, hey, you want to, like, go, like, fly around for a while? Like, I'm, I'm sure he's bored. Well, you know what? You yeah, know? but, but this, this, this whole series right here is probably... He's like, hey, I'm going to come back. If he does not come like back on this road trip right now, if he doesn't come back on this road trip and he comes back at home against mm-hmm. the Wild next week, this road trip gets him into the the routine again. Yeah, the mentality, and so forth, and the mentality, visualizing. Of, yeah, you know, and he still gets to skate, still gets to practice, yeah. everything else like that. Good for him. Camaraderie, so, like you know, so, esprit de corps. So Crosby's uh, was skating practice this morning. He may be ready or not. Uh, we'll know uh, soon. Uh, when they get back home, uh, they have, like I said, they have, uh, uh, the wild coming into town when they get back home later next week. Uh, in the meantime, though, Chris Letang and Christian Jari have been named to the all-star game. Um, both of them are injury replacements. Yeah. So that just means that a Crosby didn't play enough games to get elected. Mm. So you're having an all-star game without Crosby right now because he didn't play enough games to get elected the all-star game. Yeah, Malkin didn't get didn't get elected. I don't I don't get it. You know, no. Um, no. But Latang and Jari are now injury replacements. Good for them. Latang's been there before. Jari, this is his first time. I think Matt Murray might be like crying a little bit because. Sullivan's been going to Jari a lot this year. Well, that's that'll you know, that doesn't light a fire under him. Oh, it should light a fire. And make him play him. better when yeah. he does get a shot. Then, like you know, and, and you know, hockey's streaky. You play the hot mm. goaltender. You know, and right right now, Jari's the guy, no doubt about it. And um, I saw something about the All Star Game that the uh, the league is a little concerned with the overall rate of actual attendance at the All Star Game, and that they are going to talk to the union about. You know, just stressing the importance of this event for right. how the league seeks to market itself. Yeah. Also, what they need to do is go back to the old school way of doing it. East versus West. This whole 
splitting up one game with three con- with the conferences playing against each other and nah, nah. go back to east and west call it a day why did you have to fuck with the all-star game to begin with because they've been having the metro division play the you know eastern division and the pacific division play the western division and then those winner of those divisions play in the third period and I, they should do it the way we used to do it with pickup yeah east and west call it no, a day no when we did pickup like we well, tried pickup. No, no, but I'm saying like they're doing pickup. Um, not not the actual picking of the teams, but like when I used the to players. Play, right, like that's yeah. that's okay. Whatever, if they want to do that, like they should televise the draft. They did. Well, the NBA does that now. The NHL messed with it. It's fine. What I'm saying is they should do like a three team round robin. Like we used to do when we were kids, when we didn't have enough players for four teams, but we had too many team, too many kids for two teams. So you would have to like go sit out if you if you lost. Yeah, and then you could draw into like the whole equation the a, a the plays, humiliation factor of a, having to a, sit there yeah. and watch two other teams play yeah. each other. A plays B because you lost. A plays B, and then C plays the winner of A and B. Yeah, and the loser of and A and B has loser, to sit. A and B has to sit, and then they play the winner of A versus C, right? Yep. And if B loses again, then they have to sit. Yep. And then, like, part of the narrative is just Pierre Maguire interviewing like all the guys on the team that like keeps losing. <laughs> and even though it doesn't really mean anything, like you can't tell me that they're not going to be annoyed as hell having to talk to Pierre Maguire because they just lost to like, you know, the Pacific Division. Like eight to three in a fifteen-minute abbreviated exhibition game. Heard. Uh, speaking of the uh, divisions, Atlanta Division: Bruins, Lightning, Maple Leafs, Panthers. Uh, your top four: Sabres, Canadian Centers, Red Wings. Are your bottom four: Metropolitan Division: Capitals, Islanders, Penguins, Hurricanes. Are your top four: Flyers, Jackets, Rangers, Devils. Are your bottom four. Uh, Nashville fired their coach. Peter Laviolette, and then they hired uh, the Hines, uh, the Hines, former Devils coach. Devils coach. He got fired in December, mm-hmm. uh, and then they fired Laviolette, and they brought Hines in. Now that's a true carousel. They often talk about the coaching carousel. Like that's that's a, literally like boop, next one. Boop. <laughs> Central Division in the West: Blues, Avalanche, Stars, Jets. Your top four: Wild, Preds, Blackhawks. Your bottom three: Pacific Division, Coyotes, Golden Knights, Oilers, Flames. Your top four, Canucks, Sharks, Ducks, Kings. Your bottom four on that aspect of the NHL, how it stands currently uh, there for you folks. Now, we move on to some pressing issues. We were on holiday break while all this bullshit went down. The Steelers ended their season 8-8, missing the playoffs for the second straight year. This now aligns the Steelers to be the top-running team to have HBO's Hard Knocks come into. Oh yeah, oh yeah, baby! And the uh, and the uh, Steelers can't say no because of the agreement that HBO and the NFL and the players and the owners said that if the teams meet certain uh, requirements, mm-hmm. that you know they can't say no. Hard Knocks always asks the Steelers, "Hey, can we come in?" And they were like, "No." Well, guess what? Next year, if you miss the playoffs two, you years, miss the playoffs in row, two years in a row, that's, that's that, part that exposes of the, you. That exposes you. <laughs> so Hard Knocks can come in there and be like, "Hey guys, we're coming in." It'd be dude, they they 
honestly, hey, with the other if teams, I'm running HBO, if I run HBO, I'm the like, other teams the involved, are available. There are other. I, I forget the list, but I saw the list of other teams yeah. that are optional, and you're not that They're boring great. as fuck. Yeah. Okay. Like, none of them have a 36 year old drama queen quarterback who's trying to come back off an injury. None of them have an heir apparent quarterback who was called a racist by the Cleveland Browns. None of them have a third-string third quarterback who's a championship duck color. None of them have a th- which who would be a fourth-year wide receiver on a contract year. Oh, Juju, <laughs> yeah. who is already a social media like HBO doesn't even, they don't even need to send a crew. Most of the footage is just going to be like, "Hey, Juju, can you like send me that? Like, can you send me that? Like, Jesus, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Um, do do Pittsburgh fans like? watch national shows that involve their teams at all, do yes. you think? Um, was, yes. Was Heinz Ward on Dancing with the Stars at one point? Did they, Did he win it all? Including the voting? Did they have a fucking parade on Grant Street to celebrate <laughs> Heinz? This is all things that happened. I'm not making this up. Right. Like, they had a freaking rally at the city county building with the Dancing with the Stars trophy. Like, we will eat this up. I mean, Pittsburgh is good at reality shows, okay? Um, the Joe Millionaire guy? No, not Joe Millionaire. Who's the guy? The guy was here. What the fuck? The show. Um, not Joe Mil- Was it Joe Millionaire? One of The guy who was, like, not really rich, but he, like, played a rich guy on a Fox reality show. Uh, and then and then he yeah. was... Uh, my, my brother saw him in line at, student, at the uh, Student Rush at the Civic Arena once for a Penns game. Because he was, like, dating a college student. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't rich, really. Because um, if he was, he would not have been waiting in the student rush line. So what are, you, what, are your, what are your highs and lows for this past football season? Um, obviously, the defense is the high. Defense is the high. Okay. The, the pickup of Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka when Fitzpatrick every, when everybody awesome. said, we're giving up a number one pick for this fucking guy. What the hell? Dude, we're giving up a number one pick? Okay, the Steelers have been bad at drafting number one defensive picks recently. So you let the guy yeah. get drafted number one by the Dolphins last Absolutely. year. I agree 100%. He played out well, and he was unhappy in Miami. Miami was We scouted him, happy but we him. didn't have a high enough pick to take him. Right. So now I, they, think, I think if he had fallen to us, we would have drafted him anyway. That is true. Um, so if they go ahead and burn it up one pick this year on a defensive guy that came in and had four interceptions, two return for touchdowns, eight forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and 77 tackles mm-hmm. from week four yeah. on. Because we didn't get him to what, week four? We got him when Ben went out. Ben went out week two. We they got kind Mika. of de- they kind of we decided got Mika like week three or four. People felt like okay. I think a lot of people thought it was a bad move because they figured we were gonna like go like four and twelve without Ben Roethlisberger and that we were giving up a super high pick. But we ended up finishing middle of the pack where we always do, and it's gonna be a crapshoot who we end up taking. Well, but we instead don't have we got one. a guy who's proven. Yeah. We got a guy who's proven, and the best part of it was. I got to put duct tape over my Willie Parker jersey and write Fitzpatrick in marker, and I had to do it twice because there's a lot of letters in Fitzpatrick, and I didn't leave <laughs> enough space. And I'm still three. Yes, if you're if you're curious, like it's a wonder I can fit my whole name. 
<laughs> but seriously, like that was probably like the most fun I had in terms of like socializing with Steeler fans all year. Because I didn't go to any games, I didn't go to any tailgates, um, didn't even watch a lot of games at the bar. But the one week I did, I got to wear my Fitzpatrick jersey, and they actually won. So, so people weren't like miserable. So speaking of the defense, how about T.J. Watt possibly being another reason to rank the defense? Defensive, he's DPOY. on possibly possibly defensive player of the year. Also, he got to go to the the game this week in Houston. He got to go watch his brother come because back from pectoral surgery. And that was a good game too. But okay, so that JJ, Deshaun Watson play where he threw off two tacklers. So JJ Watt wow. had a torn pectoral muscle. Mm-hmm. Stephon Tuitt had a torn pectoral muscle. Yeah. Stephon Tuitt's not heard of ever again. JJ Watt is like, oh, I'm ready to go. Playoffs, let's go. Boom. Like 100. It's kind of JJ's Watt brand though. I mean, like he's he's a tryhard. I, I don't mean it disparagingly, although it is often thrown around in that way. Like he's. He seems like an, a relentlessly positive person. Yeah, he does. Not everybody the whole has. Watt not everybody has. Watt. Yeah, they all are. Yeah, and like that, you know, it, it's probably partly genetic and also like a lot to do with the environment in which you're raised. And you know what? Like, if all three, if all three Watt brothers are the same way, like, okay, but not everybody has like the resiliency, and also like, again, like why why are we like hustling to come back and play for the eight and eight Steelers? When when they have no viable quarterback until well, Ben comes, it back. was interesting watching Duck. It was interesting. It was and it was, interesting I enjoyed the memes. I, I, I enjoyed the all the memes. It was great. And then how about the Jets game? Whenever uh, Duck started through two one wing Duck looking interceptions. We, was that really the last? We didn't talk since then. Yeah. God uh, damn. Well, we haven't talked since. So there's two Steeler games that we haven't even. And then, okay. and then there was, mm. and then uh, yeah. Mason Rudolph came in. Came in, got injured while I was driving to my in, parents' house. Got injured while you driving to your parents' house. And then <laughs> I, got, I walk in the living room and Duck's back out there, and I'm like, F- yeah. WTF, Dad? Yeah, and and they're like, so I mean, the Jets game, if they would have won that, mm. would have been in a way better position. They still would have had to win in Baltimore, but way better position. The thing that. is, though, like the the position they put themselves in by losing to the Jets. Meant that they needed help from Tennessee. Yep. They needed Tennessee to lose. And Tennessee wasn't about to lose because they're the team of destiny who, you know, they might lose in their next game, but they, they're the ones who knocked out the Patriots. Yeah. I loved watching Mike Vrabel. <laughs> the split screen when he was doing that Belichick. <laughs> yeah, like, when he was doing we, the We whole... can't take a personal foul for doing the multiple delay of game I, I love how Belichick flipped out. So and, good. I loved how Belichick was like, that's fucking bullshit. How the hell is he able you to do that? You can read his lips. It's and like, I was working, so I had the sound turned off. Yeah. But a commercial happened in my game, so I turned up the sound just to hear Romo, because Romo's the best analyst, right? And he's, he, he really and, is. And he knows, he, he's on top of everything. It's like, you know... And he's, like, explaining it, and I'm just like, this is perfect. And it's not just that he explains it well. It's, like, he gets so excited about it. Like, he's not jaded. He's not, like, oh, I'm just doing this for the paycheck because I used to play football and I know a lot about it. No, like, he he's loves really good. The game. He loves the game. He's really good. Yeah. I love Romo as a commentator. Uh, and he's there with Jim Nance. So, I mean, you know. And Nance is a great voice, and he's a steady um, hand. But, um, but, but here's the thing is... Belichick's getting all pissed off. How can he do that? It's fucking bullshit. Bro. You're, Dude, you did that move. week three. That's your move, Bill. You, you did that in week yeah. three, bro. You that's exposed like, that. That's like that loophole. You know, it's like fucking sweep the leg, Johnny. Well, like now Daniel Son knows that move. So, right? Like, don't get mad. 
which cracked me the fuck up. Uh, Steelers-wise, though, what, what are we looking for? What are you looking for to see happen for next year? So ESPN had this article, like, what is the one thing that all 32 teams need to work on? Okay. And I clicked the link. It's clickbait because nobody's going to read all 32 teams. Like, I don't care to read what the freaking, like, No, I scroll down to see the P's. I scroll down to see the P's. What was arranged by division. Yeah. And so it was, like, NFC North, then AFC North. So Steelers, it was figure out the quarterback situation. Like, duh. Yeah. Like, to quote Billie Eilish. Like, fucking A. Like, of course they need to sort out the quarterback situation. Like, they lost Ben Roethlisberger, and they had a quarterback controversy between, like, a backup and a practice squad guy. So clearly Rudolph's not the answer long-term. Duck's not the answer either long-term. Duck's not the answer long-term either. Do they draft a quarterback, like, and hope to find, like, a Brady? The quarterback... Or, or at least, like, a passable starter for, like, well, okay. you know, when it comes to quarterback, three okay. years out. All right, think about it this way. You have, this year, unrestricted free agent quarterbacks. Tom Brady. Um, 2004 class candidate with Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers. Jacoby Brissett. Mm. Um, there's a handful more. Shit, why can't I remember them off the top of my head right now? Um, because we've been drinking and it's 2 a.m. But... Um, That's not the only reason. Like, but you're not an NFL general. Oh, Eli manager. Manning. He's done. I think he's retiring. Um, I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if Eli retired. There's, there's like six big name quarterbacks. Although Eli, Eli could end up somewhere. I don't know. I guess. Okay. I, I don't then, care because what's going to happen is the Steelers. Oh, don't are gonna, forget about don't forget about Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. That. Could be trade bait. I did scroll past the Tampa. They, they could they could be trade bait. Mm-hmm. They're not unrestricted this year. They're unrestricted next year, but could be trade bait. Um. So, and is the Steelers there a had the most takeaways in the league this year. Is there a chance that that the Steelers go after? Oh, Andy Dalton. Sorry, Andy Dalton is unrestricted this no, year, and no. Cincinnati's not going to go after. Now here's no, the thing: no, 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 no. But next year, say Ben. Ben gets his arm back. He's throwing back. He gets the throw again. You bring in a, a a secure guy like Dalton to be a backup, Rivers to be a backup, um, Brissett to be a backup. Uh, one of those guys to be a backup. But in the event Roethlisberger can't go and his arm's still fucked. That we're still paying him thirty fucking million dollars. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't like paying a lot of money. You know, to have to... Roethlisberger on the sidelines, or to be a quote unquote backup, and you get one of these guys to come in. Now, Andrew Filipponi today was talking about Roethlisberger plays next year, and whether they win or lose, and decides he's done. However, it is. Um, we don't have anybody waiting in the wings. Nobody has confidence in Rudolph. Nobody has confidence in Duck. Do you bring in a Jameis Winston or a Cam Newton that are 30 years old instead of 38 or 39 years old? That's not the Steelers' way of doing and, things. And have a buffer of a guy that can potentially get you to where you need to be while you're waiting to draft your next franchise quarterback. Or do the Steelers just need to be like, 
fuck it, we're going to bomb out a year and go after Tua. Well, Tua's coming out this year, so no, they're not, there's that. No, they're or, not, or go after uh, go after Trevor Lawrence. The Steelers' you know? brand is not to finish so poorly that they are entitled to draft a top-tier quarterback. They got Roethlisberger in a year that was very top-heavy with quarterbacks. There was talk that and they, they were going to... they got him at number 11. They, they, they got him at 11, but there was speculation... I'm good. There was speculation that they were going to move up to get Phillip Rivers because Rivers went to NC State, where Bill Cower also went. And there, there was like... It was like uh, San Diego had the first pick and they took Eli. Eli didn't want to play there, so they pulled off a swap. That's how Rivers came to be in San Diego slash L.A. Yeah, that was the... Like, and then that left Ben. Now, I, rem- I remember watching Miami's bowl game that year and thinking that, like, Ben Roethlisberger was the most pro-style quarterback of those three. Um, I'm, I, I'm a little surprised that Eli won two Super Bowls, honestly. Like, it was a total, like... And, and if his overall t- career stats are not... Not and if you had told me that, that Philip Rivers would have not won a Super Bowl with the teams that he had around him at the time with Antonio Gates. Yeah, and with Danny Tomlinson. Yeah. Not everybody you know, gets to win the Super Bowl. That's, no. That's it. You know? He didn't even get a sniff at it. But he didn't even get close. And that, that's, no. what, that's what's a little anomalous about uh, his Eli Manning's two Super Bowls, one was super lucky. The other one... Was just damn good. They were American heroes in both of those games. Yeah. There's no luck. They were they beat the Patriots twice in the Super they, Bowl. They did it for America. They did it for the silent majority of non Patriots fans. Thank you, Eli. But your overall numbers are that you're kind of like you throw too many picks, and I don't think that's a smart move for the Steelers to go get Eli Manning. Um Jameis Winston is intriguing because he's young. Uh, and thirty he, years old. If the Steelers' defense can five thousand yards, thirty-three touchdowns. Now he did have he throws 20, too many picks. He had twenty-seven interceptions, thirty-three touchdowns. But the Steelers can over neutralize 5, that yards. with with their strip sack fumble <laughs> defense. Right, we could maybe still come out like break even on turnovers with Jameis as our quarterback. But I don't think that that's what the Steelers want to do. Um, I think I think they're kind of. Little sad right now that Mason Rudolph's not as good as they thought he was going to be. No, and and they, everybody played up that whole James Washington Rudolph connection from college. Guess who has better chemistry with Washington than Mason Duck. Rudolph? Duck. He did absolutely. Uh, and how about Deontay Johnson showing up? Dude, Deontay uh, Johnson, like was, in a different year where less was expected of the Steelers, I could see them making him their offensive MVP. I mean, it he, seems like every time that they needed a big catch, it was know, Deontay Johnson. Plus his his uh, returner capabilities, I like watched, I I loved that guy this year. I watched the uh, thing today, literally this morning, while I was laying in bed with Stella. Before I decided Aww. to get out of bed, Stella's all on my arm, like curled up sleeping. But I was watching a video. Um, DK Metcalf was drafted two spots before Deontay Johnson. If Seattle didn't take DK Metcalf. Pittsburgh would have had DK Metcalf this year. I had him on my fantasy team, and I, I had him on my fantasy team too. He did. He was a good player, quite right? well. I was just like, people um, don't know about this guy. He, he did quite well yeah. as a rookie. I mean, and when you're a fantasy league player, you like 
taking a rookie. You got to take you, one. You, you know, you know, you're you're rolling the dice. Like, how's this gonna work but out? But everyone, okay, but, but that's the deal. Everyone rolls the dice. Like people yeah. sometimes pick. Like I, for example, I drafted Juju way too high. It was a total waste yeah. of a pick. Um, did it? Was it the difference between me making the playoffs and not making the playoffs? No, I, I blame that on Patrick Mahomes getting injured. <laughs> right. Because my my draft strategy is always to get like a top notch receiver a top running back at a top quarterback in the third round. Yeah, like I'm, my, I'm always in on like either Brady or Manning or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like waiting for like pick the one year I did win the league with Cam Newton. My, my, my draft strategy but, for fantasy football yeah. is uh top running back, top wide out, um, second tier running back, second tier wide out, then quarterback. Now see, I, I like to have a quarterback by or, the end of the third round or if, or, or depending on the tight end situation that year. Like, so, always in the league I'm in, you know, uh, Kelsey, Ertz are gone the first two rounds. I had Ertz you this know. year. I mean, you know, you're yeah. top, you know. And the Steelers, tight end situation is another issue. That is an issue. Vance McDonald is breakable. Um, yeah, well, he came here with an injury. And then they got, and then, and then I don't they got, think they intended for Vance McDonald to be the only tight end. Well, when they, when they the brought him from, in as a free agent, they already had. But then they brought the dude from. They Seattle. still had Heath Miller at the time, I think. Right? No, uh, they saw Jesse James. Jesse James. Um, so they had a tight end already. Yeah. Vance McDonald cannot be your like go-to guy. But then this year they brought the dude from Seattle. Uh, yeah, and like whatever happened for him, to him in like week three. He was there. He didn't do shit. And I, I stopped hearing about him. Um, offense was bad. Running game was the worst it's been since like 1965. Oh and yeah. They're the only team in the NFL that didn't score 30 points in a single game. And it's the first Steelers team to not score 30 points in a single game since 1989. No, 71. Is it that long? Yes. That was the 80s. But no, I, I was just reading up on them today. I, I, I thought they were. might come up tonight on the show. Uh, <laughs> you know, and so you're sitting here, James Conner. Great story, but is he proven to be injury prone? I mean, he was broken last year. He was broken his rookie year. This year he got broken. You know, he's missed games. He hasn't played a full season yet. I think he could still be useful as part of a one-two punch with Benny Snell going forward. Now, Benny Snell's got some speed. Snell needs to work on his fumbleitis a little bit. Also, Snell needs to work on finding his holes and finding where he needs to go. Uh, Jalen Samuels was the one that impressed me last year. This year, Jalen Samuels did some good things, but mostly out in the flat. Mm-hmm. Um, from... Behind the line of scrimmage, Jalen Samuels didn't do shit. But out in the flat, Jalen Samuels did well in those swing passes and, uh, you know, dumb little bullshits across the middle and everything else. Well, here's the thing. like They don't have a first-round pick, so you can't expect an impact player. No. So they're going to have to ride with who they have for the most part and build depth through the later rounds of the draft. But you're basically like, what they have is what they have. Okay, so it's going to be Roethlisberger... With Rudolph and maybe Duck as a backup. And, like, I don't want to see them trade more picks for a backup quarterback. I don't see them trading picks for a backup quarterback, but I see them trading existing players. This, you know, this past year, 
when they traded. Don't Dobbs. break up the defense, though. No, don't break up the defense. This past year, though, whenever they traded Dobbs, what week two mm-hmm. or week one, yeah. before Roethlisberger got injured, that seemed to be uh, painful. And then you had them going to Landry Jones, and then the XFL putting the kibosh on that. You're like, nope, he signed exclusively to the XFL. He's not coming back to the NFL this year. Well, that's fine. You I, know, I didn't want him back anyway. Uh, but he was a game manager. He could win a game or two. He knew the system. Um, so did Rudolph. Dobbs. You know, Rudolph. At the time. At the time, yeah. I mean, Dobbs, I think, would have been a very good backup. Um, you know, would have would have been a better play than... That's this thing that they like to do. They, they, they like to roll the dice on quarterback depth and say that, like, we've got Ben... And we've got a backup, well, and we don't need a third stringer. Well, we, might, we don't have Ben very long. No, I know. Like I think, but the, the, you know, the window's closing on Ben. I say, I say much longer. I think. I think last year was like well, they thought like this might be his last ride, and now I'm afraid that next year is going to be like kind of like a mini version of the Brady season that we just witnessed. Right. Where like we're not sure if he's even going to like be with New England next year. Or what's going to happen? But we know that you know he was a shadow of his former self. Well, we know that's. Ben, that's I'm not. Well, I'm not trying to be oh, pessimistic. Yeah, you, We've got a whole pirate season to be negative about, right? Before like the Steelers take another snap. Well, but we have just, also the, the window on Ben is closing, and there's nobody willing. Or I'm sorry, there's people willing, but there's nobody competent to just step up and be the next Ben Roethlisberger. Well, see, here's the thing too that we have to say about Ben compared to Brady. Ben will know when to step away. Brady will... Willie? Brady will go play for somebody else. Ben will retire as a Steeler. You think so? Well, I think Brady... I'm not saying Brady's going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere either. I think they'll just give him a one-year deal and see just They're just going to kick the can down the road and see what happens. Their best chance for next year are the Patriots. This is not a Patriots show. No. But... From my humble outside perspective, you do a lot of work on the best chance New England has to be good next year is to keep the guy they have at quarterback. I mean, he's still better than like Vinny Testaverde ever was, right? You know, I mean, he's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick just beat him. Better than Sam Darnold too. He's better than every other quarterback in his division. He's still better than like. Patriots the, have a lot of things coming up though. They got guys like Deontay John or not. Um, shit. Um, Edelman's out. Yeah. Or not Edelman's out. His contract's up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're. Uh, they can find another Edelman. Their their receiver. Um, shit. Well, they had Sanu that they got. Sanu they got a trade, and he was a. Not you know, very good this year, and they well drafted they drafted that Nikhil Henry, and he like was not that good. I, the uh, they I don't they never replaced Gronk. They don't have a tight end. No, they don't. Um, but they're still better off like with Brady and trying to like, you know, don't the, the they can't focus is, on replacing. Nobody should be replacing their quarterback if their quarterback has multiple Super Bowl rings. Well, here's the thing though: is the the questions always arose is. Brady that good, or is Belichick that good, or are they that good together? And they're if good at separate, cheating. If that good, are they that good? Could they be that good separate? Well, the cheating is more. Yo, Belichick's. I mean, yeah, I like, mean, Belichick's they, in charge of the cheating angle. Yeah, I mean, so I, I would say busted. Belichick is more important than Brady they've been because busted cheating four times now. Well, okay, so I guess Brady was. Now. Wait, okay, but so and it's all during the Belichick Brady but era. What the, the, the deflate gate you can put on Brady? 
Yeah. Because he's the one who likes the footballs a certain way. But I'm sure Belichick signed off on it. You know? Oh, yeah. Do you think, do you think that like, Belichick was like, no, like we must preserve the integrity of the balls? Yeah, it doesn't sound like something he would say. No, he'd probably be like, oh, you like about my coat? Go yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything happens, let me know. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just, I'll just like, you know, grumble and trail off if they ask me about it at a press conference. So we moved on from the Steelers, obviously, on to NFL playoffs, uh, and I have in, in exclamation points here. Pats are out. Thank God, no more fucking Patriots Super Bowl this year. It's a great thing. Um, so we're working with what Kansas City and Tennessee. Mm. And Houston and Baltimore. Baltimore. No, wait, no. Baltimore's playing Tennessee. All right, Tennessee's in Baltimore. Mm. Houston's in Kansas City this yes. weekend. Uh, and then in the NFC, the Seahawks are hosting, or are they going? Seahawks to, go to Lambeau. Go to Lambeau, Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And then San Francisco hosts um, the Vikings. Yeah. So as Steelers fans. We cannot root for San Francisco. Right, because we'd be making hypocrites of ourselves for the last time that the Niners were in the Super Bowl when we all sort of just silently sat there and hoped that the Ravens would win. Because we didn't want them to tie us with six Super Bowls. You would never stand up in a bar and root for the Ravens openly, but you were like playing on your phone and talking to your friends and glancing up at the screen every now and then and hoping, praying... That Joe Flacco was leading a drive towards the end zone. Right. It's a shame. It was one of the most shameful nights of my entire football fandom experience. It was. And it didn't help that the lights went out in the Superdome and we had like 30 minutes of just standing around thinking about how dirty we felt. So, Ravens. Ravens winning would be the second worst thing. Niners would be the first. Ravens. Yeah, Niners would be the worst, then Ravens. Then Ravens. Um, and then after that, um, there's really not anything bad. I wouldn't mind actually seeing Kansas City get Yeah, in Kansas and City, that. like, for... That, they don't bother me at all. They don't, I like Patrick well, Mahomes. No, they don't bother me. They've got Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid, you know, I he has a chance to, like, not be a punchline forever by dude's, winning a ring. Dude's been He's the, the best coach who's never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And he's always been just, like, mocked for his game management and, like, being too conservative and just, like, wasting opportunities. Like, when he was with the Eagles, we're talking, going back to then. Four NFC Championship games in a row, one Super Bowl out of it. So Lost like, yeah, to the Patriots. I, I, could get behind, I could get behind the Chiefs. I said earlier, I think, while well, we were, like, technically, like, not on the air, but um, Beast Mode being in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Seattle. Like... Marshawn Lynch. That, you know, that wouldn't bother me at all either. You gotta love the guy. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe you don't buy into the West Coast mentality, but if you do, then you gotta love the guy. Um, so there's that. Um, I know I know a mixed Steelers-Niners couple who lives in Dormont. Ooh. And I'm, I'm just biting my tongue when, when I'm around them because, you know, obviously I'm not for the Niners. Right. Um, but I don't bear any specific ill will to their fans. It's just about a numbers thing. My cousin, I have, a, I have cousins on the West Coast, mm. and they're uh, Niners and Chargers fans because one grew up in SoCal, one grew up in NorCal. So, mm. um, but 
uh, yeah, here or there. Uh, if Tennessee can get there, they wouldn't bother me. Houston wouldn't bother me at all. I, you know, Tennessee deserves to win one more game at least, just because they delivered us from the evil that is the Patriots. So yeah. I'm okay with that. Plus, they're playing the Ravens. So I think all of Pittsburgh is rooting for Tennessee. Oh yeah, we're rooting. And for in terms of Houston versus chart, or I'm sorry, Houston versus Chiefs. I mean, we're all surprised that Houston even advanced past the wild card round because they seem to always lose in the wild card round. They usually do, and they almost did again. And if it wasn't for Deshaun Watson being like a literal like brick house, who can just like shed tacklers like they threw themselves headfirst into a brick wall and just bounced off. And then, I mean, that was like the best play of the whole wildcard weekend. Um, am I ready for Bill O'Brien's Super Bowl winner? I don't care. Yeah. He coached Penn State for like, what, two years? Something like that. Who cares? Um, just doesn't sound right. It just doesn't seem to make sense to me that Houston Texans can win a Super Bowl. And I think part of it has to do with the fact that, like, why didn't they resurrect the Oilers? Why did they change, like, the branding? My next-door neighbor... Because the Oilers actually moved to Tennessee. But they could have got the Cleveland deal. They could have got the Cleveland deal. They could have got the Cleveland deal. The Houston Oilers is a great brand. And I'm sorry, but my my next-door neighbor has this Houston Oilers sweatshirt that's probably older than me. (laughs) And he he wears it because he's from the Houston area. And he wears it out when he's, like, doing yard work sometimes. And I'm just like, dude, that is, like, the best shirt. Like, it's, like, as old as my Pittsburgh Maulers shirt, but it's, like, warm, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so so you can wear it in the fall. You can almost see through your Pittsburgh Maulers shirt. I know. It's, yeah, and I'm not getting any skinnier. I know. So. <laughs> uh, it's a little snug. But anyway, eh. uh, coaching changes already uh, out there. Um, Jason Garrett was actually fired by the Cowboys. Um so they just... It, it took them, what, two, three years? And I was reading today that they, they wouldn't necessarily have fired him if they didn't like the crop of potential replacements. Right. What does uh, that say? That's like the... That's damning by faint praise is what so, that is. That's like saying, like, we consider you no better than the usual crop of retreads that are out there every year. Yeah, so Mike McCarthy's out there. I thought Mike McCarthy, a Pittsburgh boy from... Uh, Greenfield, the Greenfield, yeah, would have been honestly probably the best candidate for Cleveland. I mean, I thought McCarthy probably would have been the best candidate for Cleveland to take over coaching up there. Why? Just because it's closer? No, just because the way his coaching style is and the crop of talent that's in Cleveland right now that is kind of in disarray. Um, there, there you go. That last word. That's why he didn't. You know, ever want to go there? Uh, but I thought McCarthy would have been a better choice in Cleveland. Now he's going to Dallas, and my whole thought with Dallas is Jerry Jones needs to just stop and be like, look at his son, and be like, hey, I'm still the owner. You're president. Let's hire a GM instead of me being the owner and GM. Why why do and you think that? Because Jerry Jones I think Jerry Jones calls plays in the fucking box. Well they have good <laughs> players though. 
They do. They have, they have Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott. Um, you got fucking. They have better Ezekiel talent than Elliott. Cleveland. Like I'm yeah. not defending the Cowboys here. I'm but not trying to defend. The I would Cowboys, rather I would rather work for an owner who's a megalomaniac who like sort of knows what he's doing, versus whatever you want to call the Browns ownership, which is like they basically own the Browns as a write off. Like the, they're they're the they made their the money yeah. from providing a place for truck drivers to take showers and buy amphetamines. <laughs> okay, versus Jerry Jones, who's been running a football team. For like thirty years, uh, eighty. He's a clown. He's a clown, but he's like a good clown. Jerry you Jones' know? first move when he bought the Cowboys was to fire fucking Tom Landry. It had to happen eventually, <laughs> man. Like times change, I, I, and the I Cowboys that. weren't good at the time. And again, like I feel like I'm sitting here defending the Cowboys, and that is not my intent. But no. like you're you're presenting the Browns as a cleaner ship than the Cowboys, and I feel like that's I just think I feel that, like that's a, your Cleveland bias showing a little bit. I, I I just think that any coach going into Dallas having to deal with Jerry Jones as your owner and GM and pulling more strings than you can uh, is more of an issue than going into Cleveland with. Ownership that's willing to spend money, proven, willing to spend money. They throw a lot of money around. Mm. They get talent, but they haven't had a coach to wrangle that talent. I think I think Mike McCarthy could have wrangled the talent in Cleveland more than he can deal with Jerry Jones calling the shots. Dallas Cowboys missed the playoffs by like what a game or two. One game. One, the, okay, Cowboys missed the playoffs by one game. They have missed the playoffs by one game a lot recently. So they're the team that is within a game of the playoffs every year. They kind of and got, the Browns and they got and the Dallas Cowboys got screwed in a couple of playoff games yeah. with that catch in the end zone in Green mm-hmm. Bay and shit like that. So you're talking about a team that's like been close to advancing to like at least a conference championship if the chips fall in the right place versus the Browns. Who have been described as a factory of sadness. Yes. Why would you expect McCarthy to go to a factory of sadness? At least with the Cowboys, he has an owner who at least thinks he knows about football. And he's got a quarterback and a running back and a number one wide receiver. Decent defense. They're not great, but they're good. I mean, like, I'm sorry. Like, if if I were being hired to do like what I do now, like if the Cowboys and the Browns were both like, we need somebody to come caption our like, you know, weekly coaches press conference or some shit. Like, I would rather go to the Cowboys than the Browns. Like, the the Cowboys seem like a better organization. All that stuff about Jerry World. I mean, that's you know, that's holding them back from maybe winning. But it's not keeping them from being competent. That's just my take. How about um, Ron Rivera going to He's the in Washington. Washington Redskins, mm-hmm. uh, which he was fired last year. By the Panthers. By the Panthers. Sat out this year. Um, so he's going to... Um, Washington Redskins. Now, I might rather which, work for the Browns than, than than that franchise, honestly. 
Yeah, because Daniel Snyder's just fucking stupid. You've lived in DC, like you know, yeah. how, you know how they feel about yeah. him down there. Yeah, um, they feel like him about like we feel about. They Bob wish Nutting. they wish they could impeach him. Yeah, they feel <laughs> they feel like him like we feel about Bob Nutting. Yeah, um, the Giants uh, hired a head coach, um, but are uh, talking to Jason Garrett, uh, former Dallas Cowboy head coach, to be an offensive coordinator. Um, and the Giants did hire um, Joe Judge as their next head coach. So he's a former Patriots wide receivers coach. They hired him as their head coach. Uh, and then what's the other one that uh, Matt Rule? To Matt Rule. Matt Rule to uh, Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Hired what an odyssey Bay- for Baylor's. Matt Rule from Matt Temple Rule. to Baylor to the NFL. Yeah, I mean that's that's just pretty crazy there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we're not done. We're not done with the coaching changes. And what you think? Some playoff teams are going to fire guys? Uh, I don't think the playoff teams are going to fire some guys, but I think there's some other guys who get fired because once you can talk to people, once you can talk to people, mm-hmm. then some yeah, because when the, the the playoffs aren't over yet, so. Yeah, so as these teams drop out of the playoffs, then yeah. some other coaches will get talked to and yeah. potentially become head coaches elsewhere. Mm. And, I mean, because uh, I like the guy, but I mean, he did a good job in Tampa, but Bruce Arians. I yeah. Mean, I mean, he's always on that list for the next head coach or to get fired, one of the two. Well, because he's that's got how that, his life's been. He's got that, um, he's got that offensive genius label applied to him, right? Um, how much is that was Roethlisberger? But uh, true. But as your offensive but also, genius, but also like, it's, but but also, as a head coach, you got to be balanced, right? But Bruce Arians was, you know, he was quarterbacks coach for two of the greatest quarterbacks in our era, which was Manning and Roethlisberger. Yeah. And then he was an offensive coordinator for Roethlisberger. He was a offensive coordinator for Manning. He was a head coach for Andrew Luck. Whenever uh, uh, Perrin, per, Perrin, the head coach in uh, uh, for Indianapolis, that went out with cancer. Pagano. Uh, Pagano. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever he went down with cancer, Arians took over. Yeah. And then he had Andrew Luck, and he was the offensive coordinator and took over as head coach. Right. And he won coach of the year that year. Um, you know, uh, he's a guy that's always talked about and that's bounced around over the years. There's a whole, um, it's not a 30 for 30, but it's a, an E60 about Bruce Arians or a football life, one of the two um, that are on there about him. The coaching cycle is going to go round and round and round, and a lot of people talk about like uh, the younger guys coming in. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, and that's all there is to it. Something's gonna something's gonna go down, and a lot of there's been a lot of change like we've seen over our lives with coaches. Like we 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 remember back when Bill Walsh uh, and Don Shula, Bill and Walsh, Chuck Noll, Don Shula, Chuck and Noll. now we've got guys like Sean McVay. Yeah, who are younger than we are. Sean McVay is a get back guy, you know. Just so to, just to make sure he stays off the field. It's it's crazy you know? to see football coaches who are younger um, than us. And, and also, we, I grew up on Lou Holtz, and uh, now uh, and now Lou you're Holtz, asking me to yeah. accept like 
Lou Holtz is still Kids alive. Kids are still wet behind the ears. Lou Holtz is still alive. God and bless still, him. And still doing stuff for... I got to meet Lou Holtz because he did work for... He did a uh, advertising campaign for one of my dad's um, purve- purveyors. He slapped my hand when he was running out the tunnel with the stadium. That's awesome. In South Bend. Um, I got to meet Lou Holtz when he was doing a commercial for one of my dad's purveyors. Mm-hmm. Um, which was... I mean, the only reason I got to go is my dad knew I was a Notre Dame fan. He's like, oh, you want to go meet Lou Holtz? I'm like, well, who doesn't? Yeah. You know, I'm that's, like that's I'm wild. like 12 years old. Yeah, what man. What the fuck? Um, but yeah... Uh, you know, but we in Pittsburgh have been spoiled with only having, in our lifetime, three head coaches. And in a lot of people's lifetime in Pittsburgh, three head coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes back to your dad it, and yeah, it does, my it, dad it, it, to remember the fourth head coach. But they don't remember them because they were kids. People don't realize that the Steelers are older than the Chuck Knoll era. Yeah. I mean, and people do. I'm not, I'm not uh, saying, yeah. like, everyone's an idiot. But there are two distinct eras of Steelers football, if you want to, like, narrow it yeah, down. Yeah, it was... There's it was pre-Noll, the, when they sucked. When they sucked, and then... And no, then and Chuck Noll came in. And then... And uh, they winning. won four Super Bowls. And then he he kind of declined, and they replaced him with Bill Cowher, who, you know, went one, to two one. Super Bowls, won one Super yep. Bowl. And then Mike Tomlin, you know, same as Cowher, win one, lose one. Um... I like that. The, the stability is good. The Roonies are not dumb. They they know that we're going to keep coming back. Like, the low point of the Knoll Steelers was probably, like, 87, 88. And they were back in the playoffs in 89. I was at Chuck Knoll's 200th win. I had free tickets from our Boy Scout troop. Nice. And it was 91. Okay. So ninety ninety one ish, because Cowher came in in what ninety two ninety two yeah. So it was the ninety 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 one area. Because I I was just looking so, for yeah. the um the playoff game that I went to against Buffalo. It was at Three Rivers. Frank Reich, like, beat the crap out of us. And that game, my parents weren't yeah. really in tune to go to the game with me mm. because I had my ticket and then the extra ticket for. Parent guardian mm-hmm. went out with the Boy Scouts, and my parents were like, I don't really want to go call your uncle. Yeah, so my uncle was like, Fuck you, I'll go see you. And that's where I learned how um, this the three river stadium was held together, which was from that last nacho and the bottom of the cheese mm-hmm. where you take it out, it's all floppy, and yeah. you don't eat it, you just slap it against the fucking, it's like spackle, you just slap against the mm-hmm. cement beam, and it just stayed there, and that's what held the stadium together. Um, <laughs> uncle Ed, by the way, um. Get yourself healthy and whatnot. My uncle had took a tumble and uh, had to have uh, some emergency surgery Christmas Eve. Let's go, Uncle uh, Ed, man. Yeah. Let's uh, go. Uncle Ed was we awesome. got your back. He's awesome. Uh, but in the meantime, folks, uh, thank you for listening to our uh, ramble on for a long episode this week. But we just came back from a two-week hiatus. Yeah, we love um, sports and a lot of sports happened and we haven't been happened. able to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh but we had two week hiatus. Uh, we're back to episode one hundred and nine. Uh, don't forget February second, Sunday, 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 February second, uh, Super Bowl Sunday. We're gonna be live on multiple platforms to view and listen uh, to Matt and I with some special guests that we're working on currently uh, to be at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. That showtime will be between the twelve 
p.m. and 1 p.m. hour. Um, we're working on the actual start time of that. That's better. That's good. 12 to 1 is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know if we're starting at 12 or we're starting at 1, but it's one of those two hours. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll be available. I'll, yeah, I'll keep yeah, my schedule yeah. open. Sorg's got some wrestling shows that he's got to do. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. The night before. And he might be like out of town the night before. Okay. So um, that's why we're getting pushed. Because last year we did what, 10 a.m.? Yeah. And I was like, uh. Yeah, and my mom was like, you look tired. <laughs> like, man, mom. Right? The one, the one time that I make my podcast available for you to look at. Right? Exactly. And and you've got to be like commenting on how tired I look. <laughs> You're like, you know I did work until two. You know right? I'm tired all the time, right, mom? All right, man. All right. Uh, all right, folks. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week with episode uh, 110. A lot more uh, sports talk, and uh, we'll have some more stats and stuff thrown in. Matt and I are kind of getting back used to each other and seeing what's going on. Uh, in the meantime, have a great week. Enjoy your sports week, and we'll be back next week better than ever. Peace. Hey, Yins, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.